right now at the Baptist Church, there's a raid. Oh, I was like, <laughs> what? What's going on? There's here? a Shinx raid. Oh. I could beat that one on my own. Let's go to the Baptist Church. Who's this man wearing his glasses today? Because I blinded myself. Oh. So, you know, the thing about going to the beach, uh-huh. there's a lot of sand. Uh-huh. Of course, it gets everywhere. You know. The th- I, I got that. <laughs> I get that reference. You know, the other thing about going to the beach in May is you may have good weather. You may not. I didn't. And then the wind kicked up and I got sand in my eyes. And you know what's great about sand in your eyes? Not a damn thing. It hurt. And now if I wear my contacts, it hurts a lot. See, I like Spider-Man, but I like Coke more than Spider-Man. What? Um, Spider-Man. He's on the back side. Oh, let's have a Okay. Great pepper comes great responsibility. Responsibility. But yeah, I just blinded myself, and now everything's all weird and blurry in my left eye. It's getting better, because, like, the day we were leaving back to um, Federal Way, that was like four hours of driving with my glasses on. You're not used to that? I'm not used to that. And I didn't bring this pair of glasses on vacation. The other pair I have is a lot smaller, a little more in line with, like, Dan's glasses, where it's kind of the cool. not as tall, oh. they're kind of the more like yeah. short but stout type of lenses, and that means like you can't look down at the speedometer without moving your head some. So my vacation was awesome. Sounds like it. <laughs> How's the Oregon coast? Well, it did seem like you guys had a good time. Yeah, we had fun, except for me blinding myself, and it just kept raining. Like before we got there, the week before. Everything was beautiful. It was like 70 degrees, like sunny. Every day was perfect. The day we got there is when the storm rolled in. We did go Haystack Rock, though. I caught many Pokemon there. I mean, if you're going to hang out somewhere. And it's cool because we were walking the dogs. And, you know, around Haystack Rock, there's a lot of tide pools when the tide comes out. And so we're walking along. I've got Ayn, who doesn't like water, so it's like, you know, she'll be good. She'll just walk where the least water is. And then at one point, all of a sudden, I felt my leash tug a little. I looked down. She decided to walk just right into a tide pool and just, boom, sink down. She now smells like seaweed. Driving home from Oregon, four, four and a half hour drive with a dog that swam in a tide pool. I gotta Febreze my my like smell receptors. I brought snacks today, gentlemen. Not a lot, but I brought all these. With I I know people like these ones. I have never. I can't remember what they taste like offhand. But the white rabbit tastes like rabbit. Rabbit is good because rabbit tastes like chicken. Well, this isn't rabbit. This is the white rabbit candy. But. So it tastes like chicken... Oh, it tastes like those chicken biscuit candies? Sure. All in your mind, Kevin. Chicken and biscuits. Is this one of those vanilla Tootsie Rolls? I don't know. This tastes like hard. You got like the hardest one. <laughs> I know! I, I just grabbed a bag off the shelf. 
I didn't realize that is, it could be... Is it dated like 1980? Are we eating bubble... Are we eating baseball card bubble gum? Yeah. This is 2020 for the expiration. Yeah, that's when it's ripe. <laughs> they're hard until they're ripe. Uh-oh, they're Chinese guys. We gotta throw it away. What? I don't throw away Chinese stuff because half of our stuff is Chinese. I haven't had enough lead yet today anyways. Like... According to this, our says, Nintendo Switches are made in China. According we to this, in it. The shelf life of these is 18 months, so we in it already. And then it just tastes like milk after you get through the. It's like a creamy, creamy candy. Well, you gotta hold on to that because whenever the, te- the Trump tariffs fully kick in, then the White Rabbit oh. price is gonna go up. Sell those on eBay. Mm-hmm. I got your exclusive Chinese candy. I had to get some more of those leaning uh, watermelon candies because those things are the bomb. But I got something called Ding Dong. Two different flavors of a Ding Dong snack mix. We're already eating Ding Dong. We know all about Ding Dong. These are the snack mixer? I don't think we had these. We've had the other ones. I've eaten Ding Dong. I haven't. Uh, yeah, Hostess makes Ding Dongs. They're real the good. They're, the they're like little chocolate hockey pucks with like cream in it. That's not this, guys. This has salty bits in it. It's listed as snack mix with chips and curls. So not just chips, boys, but curls. Curls. I don't know what the... What? Is that like the the like dumb word for like um, Cheetos? They're a curl? You probably want to pour a small handful to get... They look like rice crackers. Why are there veggies in here? And peas. Why are there peas in here? I still got the white rabbit stuff in my mouth. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't worry, it'll never end. I got real mom, but... Yeah, those are... I, I can get down with that. thing about these snacks is they're also cheaper than, like, regular chips that you would get at the grocery store in the same size. That's the crazy thing I find about going to Wajamaya for the imported snacks, is that they're, in many cases, cheaper. And yet, and yet, the imported Kit Kats are always way more oh, expensive. Yeah. Those, they know where they, they, they know what everybody's going to get, no matter what, but... Hey, Kit Kat, what are you afraid of? Bring them to the U.S. Do it. Are you talking about capitalism? Yes, Dan, I am. We should have socialist society forever. Future for everybody. That's that. I I could drink and eat those. Yeah. Pretty pretty easily. They're fine. Not your favorite. No, I said they're fine. Oh, I see how it is. <laughs> you hate the ding dong. You hate it. If you don't love it. You hate it. Or it's like, oh yeah, I watched the sequel to that popular movie. I liked it. Oh what? Oh. You don't like the first one? Wait. You think it's better than the first one? You're probably just a fan of DC's no, movies. I, I don't. I don't know. I wasn't even thinking about the sequel. I mean, the, the previous one. I was just looking at this one. Oh, so you're saying it's better than the first one? I don't think so. I wasn't asking. This one's definitely got more hearty ingredients because it's a bunch of peanuts slash corn nuts mixed in with the peas. I like that it's like a renegade keeper elf on the back. Yeah. <laughs> yes, the Ding Dong logo looks like. He's got it's a it's a Keebler elf 
on top of a mushroom with his hands thrown up in the air like, what are you going to do? Also, I love, like, whoever the commission to draw this was like, I'm going to add an extra detail of stuff. Because on his, this side, mm. he's got, like, a pouch or something. Mm-hmm. There's a story there. Like that guy wanted to be a comic comic artist. He wasn't just like he wasn't just like drawing a character. He's like, I gotta add this pouch. Those are both very tasty. I can. The white rabbit has now migrated to another part of my mouth and established a colony. It is ruling through fear. All right, Dan. Fear that it will it's never like leave. Over, I didn't even try to put it over there. I just went over there and then settled. It's a lot. Now it's in between my teeth, and I'm going to get cavities forever. <laughs> Maybe the white rabbit will prevent the cavities. This is from Aloha Gourmet Products. It is Da Mini Pounder, D-A, Mini Pounder, Golden Pineapple. Product of Thailand, but distributed by Hawaii. Don't they grow pineapple in Hawaii? Did they stop doing that? They kind of did, actually. <gasps> Oh yeah, because like the old cannery stuff is like mostly in California now. They have they have fields with pineapples, but I bet you those things are like super expensive. Oh yeah, it's wow. um, premium real Hawaiian pineapple. Meanwhile, the crap that grows in South America, where it came from, is sold for cheap. Yeah, pineapple is a symbol of Hawaii's oppression. And it's a symbol of invasive species. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not a native plant. To the not a native plant at all. Yeah. Like almost nothing's native Hawaii. Ancient Hawaiians are like right. eat pineapple. They don't put pineapples on pizzas. They have a luau. Now this is the we- <laughs> this is the one. <laughs> I'd be alert. European exports coming. What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> hey, we made Hawaiian pizza. <laughs> this is just like the pizza over in Italy, except for pineapple is on it. Yeah, you guys took it from us Hawaiians. Wait, what? Yeah, Indian, like an Italian guy showed up and he's like, you know, I'm going to make this back at home. It's like that thing where, like, when you find out, like, that the noodles of spaghetti originated with the noodles in China or Asia is. What? And you're just like, the fuck? That makes sense, but what the fuck? Or when you say, you know, up until a couple hundred years ago, they didn't have tomatoes in Italy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Irish didn't have potatoes until a few hundred years ago. potatoes are not, like, a real thing. And, like, I think tomatoes for a long time people thought was, like, super poisonous. Yeah, because they're in the nightshade family. Oh, I think we talked about this. I remember nightshade. I remember Kevin saying nightshade. That's interesting. I I name poisons all the time, though, so... I remember Kevin saying nightshade and then thinking about, like, crafting a potion in 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 an MMO because they always say nightshade about something. Crafting a potion okay. or a poison? It's a it's a buff. It gives you uh, plus uh, critical percentage for ten to minutes. Last on today's list is King Chocnut. <laughs> That's what they call me on the street. Listen, it's peanut confused. milk chocolate, a product of the Philippines. Not to be confused with King Chocolate. <laughs> oh man, look out! Here comes King Chocnut. Well, the good thing I will say is that they're all nice and individually wrapped. I was wondering how they would package it. This looks like it should be gum. Uh-huh. Peanut milk chocolate. This is wrapped up like gum. So this it's not- package was a dollar ninety nine, and it's like an eight ounce package of you could probably burn chocolate. it for fuel. <laughs> Start a campfire with that. 
I will say, looking at this... It's a weird color. It is not the color I normally associate with chocolate, and also... <laughs> it's it Oh my god. It's peanut milk chocolate. Oh, it's just, um... Oh, okay. A, I, had, I don't know what it is, but I've had that in a different form. The closest analog I can say is, like, what if your Reese's peanut butter cup melted a little bit? I'd say it's or, the... All that, um, with Turkish coffee, they serve, uh, the sesame cake. Uh-huh. So, like, what if that sesame cake was instead peanut and chocolate? Mr. Homolka, stop eating my sesame cake. Give me some. All right. Well, that was fun. I wanted to try the ding-dong mainly, and that's good. I like the ding-dong. I was so worried when no. Hostess... Yeah. When Hostess went out of business and we're all worried about things coming back, at least we knew Ding Dong was taken care of. Ding Dong was always Ding Dong. And they kept the recipe exactly the same with all the peas and corn and Mm -hmm. all of that stuff. And with the same logo of the crazy elf. Ding Dong, man. Ding So it's Saturday. It's May the 18th. May the 18th be with you. Praying to God you would have forgotten that stupid shit. But nope, you don't disappoint. Revenge of the 18. As bad as Mark Hamill. How dare you. Mark Hamill's a treasure. He's doing the same thing on Twitter. So How it's... dare you. Then that means it's good. Okay. He's been that way for a long time. How like, dare you. You know, the famous the card he autographed of him with the vapor Mark Hamill thing. is an American treasure. I didn't say he wasn't. How dare you. Nobody's perfect, Dan. He is perfect. He's a perfect being. Mm-hmm. Poe Buddy's Nerfect. And we've got our Simpsons quote out of the way. We can move on. Kevin, you enjoyed earlier. Yeah, I know. Right? Did we? Mm-hmm. Did we already get a Simpsons reference in? Did I? Did I miss it? Ocoli dokoli neighborino. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> a title a tidal wave has struck Guadalajara. Ay ay ay! Dios mios. Or no, it's Kuala Lumpur. I fucked it up. <laughs> hey, I'm like Ken Brockman. He couldn't say it either. That's like a reference instead of a quote. Well, it really grinds my gears. Oh, wait. So, Baba Booey, Baba Booey, Baba Booey. You playing your video games? Oh my god, they killed Kenny. Uh-huh. There we go. I, I mean, yes, I have played video games. I have been playing, mostly I've been playing Graveyard Keeper when I have been playing stuff. Have He's alright. Is there an end? There is a final goal in the game, which is your, because your character, as I mentioned previously, was like, just woke up in the world and says, I need to get back home. Oh, okay. And so you have to, there's a portal that you have to get a bunch of specific objects to try and open. And I have gotten zero of them so far at my 60-plus hour uh, time frame in it. But it's mostly because I've been, I haven't really been focusing on the quest lines and have more been focused on, you know, getting the tech tree filled out and <coughs> automating my... Grave-digging business? My mortuary-slash-church-slash-farm-slash-production-empire-slash-merchant-mercantile-business... Slash brewery slash vineyard slash vapor slash. That's I think that's all the business businesses I can I have running right now. Um, 
yeah, so there's a lot in that. It has come to the point where I kind of get scattered in a lot of cases when I'm wandering around. Um, there is, at one point, you get you start getting an alchemy lab, which I also forgot to mention. You start brewing potions and concoctions that help you make better things for your other aspects. So, like, you can make potions that'll... The main potion I have been using is something called a speed potion, which makes you go from a slow crawl when you move to a brisk pace. The only problem is, is that they only last 12 minutes or so, 10 to 12 minutes. So you just mainline those. Yes. So you're addicted. Well, and the thing about them is, is that one of the main ingredients in them is blood, which you have to get off of corpses. So you have to constantly have an influx of bodies coming in so that you can perform autopsies on them and get the blood out. Um, How big are these potions? Because a body has a lot of blood. Yeah, but you're only taking you're 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 zooming the body. You're like taking the blood out and then the droplet of blood because that's what it's represented by in the in the uh, game. You're wasting a lot of that blood. Hey, what? Yeah, it's gotta be concrete. Yeah, I, probably. I also have an embalming table, so I can start throwing embal- embalming fluids and elixirs into the zombies that I create to make them more efficient. Um, and then you put that blood back into them, and I, now they're fast. So, it's funny you mention that, because when you get to a certain point in the tech tree, which is like the end of the like body and anatomy portion, mm-hmm. there's a perk that allows you to basically see... Because all of the bodies have red skulls and blue skulls, like positive and negative benefits, and those affect how good the zombie is if you animate it, but it also, if you bury them in the graveyard... It also affects the score of your graveyard because if they're... What if you bury them in your farm to help you, fertilize? You can't. Well, so you, you can burn the bodies. <laughs> I, I like how I say something. You're like, you can't... Well, actually... You, you mentioned burning. You can burn the bodies because you have a pyre uh, right outside the, the, the mortuary that you have to keep building up like wooden burning piles. So when you burn the bodies, they turn into ash and salt. And uh, you get a burial certificate whether you bury the body or you burn the body. Um, the burial certificate you trade in for a little bit of money with the tavern keeper, surprisingly enough. He's the one who is... Yeah. The tavern keeper is into some weird shit. Well, let's just say the tavern keeper is also uh, the place where you can sell any spare meat that you might come across in meat? your travels. Uh-huh. Yeah, because one of the uh, items that you can pull off of these corpses is called flesh. Not skin, flesh, and it looks like a big square or rectangular block of pink. And then once like you, the pound of flesh that Shylock wanted, pretty much. And then you can take it to your cooking table in your home, and with some paper and a stamp, you can make it official meat to sell. And then you can sell it to him. So, in addition to selling it to him, it can also be sliced and cooked in your oven at home. And be used as part of ingredients uh, for other dishes. You can make burgers out of the <coughs> roasted meat that you find. Okay, I'm just going to say this. Uh-huh. I'm, I need to say this. Uh-huh. In case anyone out there, you know, any of our two people who listen yes, this. Our two fans. If any one of them is thinking about what you just said uh-huh. and how it could be applied to reality... Do not cook human flesh in an oven. It goes better on a grill. Well, that's what it looks like when you cook it. Because you don't have, like, an oven. You have an open fire pit, like, in your house. So, like, a wood-burning stove, like the, the like you would see at a pizza place. No, so. you... Also, you... 
some meats do good with with wood and mm-hmm. smoke and all that. No, you want to go with a gas grill okay. because human flesh has uh-huh. a subtle flavor. Okay. The smoke can interfere with that wonderful buttery flavor, mm-hmm. that texture. <clears throat> so damn good. What were you saying? You make burgers out of people in this game. And then at one point you serve them to other people who are there to watch witches burn. Because you're working for an inquisitor at one point too. And he wants you to sell beer and burgers at the witch burning to drum up business for it. And more excitement. So, Can you get a pig farm in this game? No pig Because <clears throat> I was going to say, pigs will eat human corpses. Uh-huh. As we've learned from both Snatch, yeah. Snatch, as well as there was the news stories of the pig farmer up in Canada, like about 15, 20 years ago, who he would go out, kill prostitutes, and then feed them to his pigs that he would then slaughter and sell to butchers. As Bricktop said, they will cut through bones like butter. So, yeah. So, yeah, you, you know, that's one of the things you can do in this game is people meet. And, uh, I love a good educational game. Not many edutainments out there anymore. And if you, you know, there's always a chance if you're uh, doing an autopsy on a body that you could have a mistake, and then the mistake is in the body and it penalizes you for it. Uh, at this point, I have started to build giant, um, <clears throat> uh, or not giant, but large containers for a bunch of funeral urns, which are more space saving and. Add a good amount to your your graveyard score because your graveyard score ties into your church because the higher your graveyard score, the more money that your patrons who come in for weekly service will give you as they tithe and they leave your service. And in addition, during your services, you have a prayer that you a specific prayer that you have to pick that'll give you specific bonuses, and those bonuses will apply to how much faith you receive, which is also a commodity in this game, used to create specific high-end quality items, such as carved marble. And um, it also allows you to research items in your alchemy <coughs> lab slash study in the basement of the church. So, you know, it's it's just typical <coughs> life for a um, you know, mortician, in, for the most part. It's like a wise man once said, you've got to have faith. Uh-huh. Wouldn't it be nice if you could touch my body? I will say that it is nice having like specific quest lines for a bunch of the the NPCs in town. Um, it actually does create like a you know carrot on a stick that you can chase. Um, the only problem with it is, is that of course if you miss out on a specific day of catching someone to further progress their quest, you have to wait a whole week before you can get back to that quest line so generally they're pretty good about keeping at least one npc per day who has an active quest so it definitely becomes a point of how am i managing my time best um but yeah it's it's good it is definitely scratching the itch the same itch that i had with stardew valley um without as much min maxing and with more cannibalism yeah i mean i've got zombies farming for me now so they're making vegetables instead of becoming meat so that's good yeah they're contributing to society yeah they're 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 growing pumpkins and lentils and and wheat for me and some onions and then i take all the leftovers that i don't need and i box them up and i sell them through the merchant friend i've made so um yeah it's It's going great uh i have played a few other things um, 
I played a little bit of the Mortal Kombat 10 storyline because it was on Game Pass and I wanted to see what that was. Um, I, I'm not a fan of how that game controls. It feels very stilted <coughs> compared to like other fighting games that I'm used to playing, but maybe that's just because it is the, that is the MK style now, is they've got those very specific like cadence that you have to do your combos in. You can't kind of mash it out like you could before in older games. Um, I tried running through their <coughs> tutorial, and that was 50-50 on whether or not it felt good or not. Um, I've always, like, throughout the ages, I have never enjoyed Mortal Kombat controls in the present. Mm-hmm. Like, I learned to kind of enjoy Mortal Kombat 1 and 2 controls, like, later on. But, like, at the time when those came out, there's Street Fighter 2, which just felt better. And, it's like, I tried playing um, Injustice, which, you know, it's more or less Mortal Kombat. <coughs> yeah. And, <clears throat> yeah, it never feels quite right. Well, it feels like you should be... Like, the way they tell you to do their combos is that they list it on the <coughs> screen and they go, hit X, Y, X. And so you hit those buttons and the combo doesn't come out because you're supposed to hit X, wait like a half a beat, then hit Y, and then hit X again. Or you're hitting it just a half step too slow and therefore it's not registering the combo. It's like a weird rhythm game. Their, yeah. their games always have had like something about timing to things is, oh no, if you get it, it's really fun. If you don't get it, it just doesn't click. Yeah. So after that, I also found another game on uh, Game Pass <laughs> that was also free to play in a fighting game. And that was Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. And I booted that up and played one match and went, no. Is it as bad as it? Oh, that game looks terrible. I just, I don't know who who made the decisions on that art style, but they did not know what they were doing. I don't know. I just, and they were, you know, of course, this is trying to do something similar to what MK has been doing with their storyline, where you basically play, you know, it's like, oh, here's a big, long cutscene, and then, oh, now you're in a fight, and you're not choosing any characters, you're just going to play as this one character. But, yeah, it just didn't look good. Did not do anything for me. So I pulled the, the ripcord on that one pretty quick. Um, then I randomly started playing Wargroove on the Xbox One because it's also on Game Pass. Uh, even though I'd already played a significant portion on uh, Switch, I haven't gone back to that yet since they patched it, though. Um, it does seem like a lot of the patch stuff they did has addressed some of the issues. They now have difficulty sliders, which are nice. Um, I didn't actually tweak those at all because I only played through like the first chapter of the game. Uh, then after that... I booted up Ashen, which is the Dark Souls game from the Annapurna folks. I basically played up to the point I had played at PAX last year when I did the demo. Um, it definitely seemed like a bit more of an approachable Dark Souls style game than Dark the Souls. other ones. The other ones I've played, Dark Souls slash Bloodborne, um, but it is a Souls S game. But you have a central hub, and it looks like you can upgrade it. And your partner, who can follow you around, seems very competent. So if you are not the most uh, avid gamer, twitchy, like, you know, on your shit gamer, the, the partner can help alleviate that quite a bit. Um, but I do know that he can go down pretty easily in, like, some of the boss battles. Um, but yeah, that's that. And then <coughs> I played, I started up a bunch of, or played a, quite a bit of Ghost Recon Wildlands with Dan and David and our buddy Bryce. And that game seems alright. It's a big open world dumb thing. Like, you think Division has no story. Like, this is just like, whatever, man. The story is for freedom. Uh-huh. Gotta kill all the drug dealers. Uh-huh. 
You're helping Uncle Sam. Which drug dealers are you killing today? Does it matter? All of them. Okay. They're all bad. Uh-huh. Does he know? Does he know the drug? <coughs> Nancy Reagan or not? Uh-huh. What about Pablo yeah. Escobar? Yeah. He's bad? We killed that motherfucker too. <coughs> but he, he gave us hippos. He gave the world hippos. <laughs> no. He gave Colombia hippos. <laughs> Things I will say about it is that in the division, I'm comparing it to the division because I played that first. Um, you die, <coughs> you die very quickly. It seems like in Wildlands you can die even faster. <coughs> um, but Wildlands doesn't have my handy, trusty dodge move, my roll away move that usually can get me out of a sticky situation. Um, but Wildlands, if you're caught out in the open, you're probably dead. Um, I know the first couple nights we were playing, Dan was very frustrated because we were going balls to the wall without actually using the tactics that are involved in that game. Because it is definitely a game about stay outside of the mission area, scout it out, find out where all the enemies are, and then slowly <coughs> move in. And Just shoot whenever you want. No, no, no. I'm not going to do that. We got better. We're still just doing whatever. That's fine. We got better. It's a video game. Yeah. You know, you can fly around in helicopters. You can drive around in big bulldozers. You can fast travel and then end up half a mile away from somebody <coughs> because the fast traveling in that game is like, eh, I guess we'll put you here. We'll get you close. The game does become one. Yeah. Um... But I only have the base game. Dan, you said you've been playing some of the, uh, you were playing some of the DLC stuff, finally? Oh yeah, we tried to fight the Predator, too, and that did not go well. Yeah, apparently the Predator's really hard. Although, it didn't help that David <coughs> put the difficulty of the mission on, like, <coughs> pro gamer, whereas Bryce and myself were, like, you know, fledgling gamer. So the Predator was basically one-shot you. He was doing the Predator noises. Yes. I would play a whole game where you're trying to fight Predator in the jungle. One of Alex Navarro's greatest <coughs> tweets is him talking about what that ga- what a Predator game should be. You release a standard-ass military shooter, and then you don't tell, don't tell anybody, and then they start playing, and then the fucking Predator shows up, and everybody <coughs> loses their goddamn mind. The only bad thing about that is that, sadly, we're just in the age we are. Like, two minutes after that game is released, there's going to be a streamer that already... <coughs> if for some reason you could have a game publisher, like, be completely quiet about, like, a big reveal in it, like, it's going to be revealed in a game. It's like Frog Fractions. That can never happen again. Like, where... I remember end-of-year stuff on Giant Bomb is where at least I first heard yep. about what Frog Fractions was. Nowadays, that type of thing is... Yeah, the new Frog Fractions is... And it's announced everywhere. because everybody's gotta have a take. <laughs> no, it's just everything shared. So <clears throat> yeah. That's why you just have to live in a post-spoiler world. There's no... You either get with it right away, mm-hmm. or you just, you're just sunk. Like, you either watch Game of Thrones at 6pm Western <clears throat> Time, when it's available to watch on streaming. Or you just roll the dice. Or you roll the dice. Yeah. Or you're kind of rolling the dice anyways, because... I didn't see anything, but they pretty much said, like, the last uh, two episodes were leaked, like, a week and a half ago. Oh. Well, we've, I have avoided the last episode, <clears throat> anything related to the last episode, so. I have a spoiler. It'll probably be no! disappointing. No, we're not doing this, Kevin. Please. It'll be disappointing. Everything's disappointing. No, it's not. It's fine. We're all fine here. How are you, Dan? 
you said I was like I said back on track. You said you had, uh, or I, I had heard that you and David had started playing some of the DLC from that game because you hadn't touched it previously. Uh, yeah, it's called Fallen Ghost. I don't know what's called that. I don't know what's happening. We're just killing dudes. more drug dealers. But there's uh, there's like invisible mans, and then there's like armored guys, super sniper guys. Which I'm guessing is what the the next Ghost Recon is going to be. They're just merging yeah. Ghost Recon and Division <coughs> over time. It's all the same shared universe. It's the it's the Clancy verse. I mean, that's that's what we've all hoped for for years. No, what we're hoping for is that you could finally play as Tom Clancy. He's the last boss. He's the last boss. He's the predator. Yeah. Tom Clancy's Tom Clancy. See, John Brenthal's character has been working for Tom Clancy this whole time, and he just has not. He's not actually dead. That's the rub. Oh. He's the one who's create. He's trying to steal the drone technology for themselves. Apparently that mission that is in Ghost Recon Wildlands is that I didn't know if that was available to everybody or not, but it seems like it is. What the John Bernthal mission that apparently yeah, teases the, the leaks or leads right into the <clears throat> what is this new game that they've announced? Breakpoint. Why don't we talk about that, Dan? Your thoughts on it? Because you you watched? Did you watch the live stream or did you just watch the I reveal trailer? The live stream. It was pretty cool. I mean, if you like Ghost Recon, like you know. Being a little bit more survival and supposedly more tactical, um, you can cut through a fence. You can camouflage yourself with mud or the snow, right? You can, isn't it <coughs> mud, and like snow? mud, snow, and something else? Yeah, one other thing. Manure. Uh, manure. <laughs> I'm hiding <laughs> in the cow pasture. As every other podcast <coughs> has said, they have made the smart decision to set this in fantasy land. Yeah, as opposed to. Bolivia as a narco state. I don't mind, yeah. As opposed to being brought lawsuits for defamation by countries. Yeah, I don't mind, I don't mind, like, real life locations don't want to be like a cartoon. Uh Unless... Portray it accurately, like, the way... What about if it's like the division, though, where U.S. is portrayed pretty cartoonish? Uh, I mean, that's also near future. Like, I don't mind. I don't mind the U.S. being portrayed like that because it's like it's kind of like, <clears throat> are we really going to be offended about like we're the ones doing all the not to get political? Oh, do it. Our podcast. We're, we're the ones doing all the bombings and the assassinations. So, like, I mean, <clears throat> are we really going to be that offended about about like a French company showing like our capital in disarray? Like, I don't know. Actually, yes, because it's a French company. Yeah. We were taught that they didn't support, like, our freedom prize. I don't care that much, <clears> but, like, Bolivia, a country that a lot of people don't know anything about. Like, I actually don't know much about Bolivia other than it's landlocked, but has a navy. Um, hey, they're they're on a lake. They have a little bit of a lake. <laughs> but, but <clears> like, yeah, it's a country nobody knows much about. And so, like, if you're... Uh, 10 year old playing Wildland, which you probably shouldn't be doing, but like, no. but it happens anyway. Yes. And, and I would let my 10 year old play games, Violet Games. If you're going off of. I played Violet Games. Yeah. If you're going off of education, though, for like saying, you know, if you're a 10 year old and you know nothing about it, you could, you could say if you're an 18 year old in this yeah, country. Yeah, you're a 30 year old <laughs> or 40 year old. Yeah. Um, but like, uh, yeah, if you don't have any, any idea of what that is and that's your only exposure, then you just think like, you know, with the narrative that we have in like news and stuff, it becomes very problematic. Everybody south of there is kind of drug dealer. 
like or, terrible person or somebody <clears throat> at the mercy or a victim of those things and you know America's a big sledgehammer that comes in and just pounds everybody's submission till nobody's left or those countries also could be letting in those evil Muslims from the Middle East so they could sneak in as Bolivians seeking asylum <laughs> well there are no there are no uh, Islamic terrorists in uh, in wildland so there's that it was weird. I mean, even divorced of all that, even if Bolivia was a defunct narco state, um, the portrayal of like Americanism in that is actually, if you are looking for offensive Americanism, it's probably more. Oh yeah. But in a crazy way, it's probably semi-accurate too, like how we deploy our special forces and like our foreign policy and stuff. I mean, I mean, there's a bunch of like. Armed Forces uh, commercials during the NBA playoffs, and they all just look like super propaganda. Oh, yeah, there's that one. Not that they always haven't been, but they're like... Oh, they've toned it up. They have turned up the propaganda. We talked about that Dan and I were watching during the game. (laughs) That was funny. So they're like, they're like, uh, okay, so it's like an army commercial. No, it's a national, um, uh, national. (laughs) Oh, there's two different ones then. Yeah, no, we'll go ahead and get this one first. I'm talking about the one. Yeah, yeah, I know which one you're talking about. So like, so like, there is an army helicopter in the rain. And stuff, or military helicopter. I don't want to be specific. He's not really army. An armed forces helicopter. Nobody gives a fuck except for you masturbating to guns and ammo. Anyway, excuse was my point. Oh, helicopter. Soldiers military helicopter in the rain, right? With some with some dudes in there, some military looking dudes, and they're flying and <laughs> at night, they're, and they're flying at night, and then like everything's kind of like like ominous. Uh, yes, sorry. <laughs> Let me do it, John. <laughs> There's like water and stuff, so it kind of looks like oh, like are they like <coughs> flying in low to like some kind of like swampland or like jungle stuff? And then there's like a there's like a, a highway sign, and it says like Houston next exit. And then like my first thought is like oh shit, are they portraying like fucking like the invasion of like some foreign power, and the army is the one thing to stand in the way? Or something, it's like, no, they're just rescuing people from a flooded Houston, you know, to the From Harvey. But, there's a good, like, two seconds of that commercial where you're just like, oh, fuck, are we going full boat? Like, full boat, like, propaganda? I kind of want it. I kind of want it. Not really, but there's a part of, like, my my artistic side that just kind of, like, wants to see a full-blown that stuff. Because whenever we look at, like propaganda of like the 40s and stuff where they're just like oh we gotta get those offensive term for for Japanese people or we gotta get we gotta get uh, uh, we gotta get Jerry and then there's like a poster or some kind of recruitment thing or something like that it always it looks comical to us Charlie yeah but yeah Charlie don't surf Mm mhm but uh, that's it looks comical to us because we're so divorced (coughs) from it but like if we look at our stuff right now like, it looks crazy. Bring me back the, the Marine fighting the dragon, man. I love the Marine with yeah, the sword. and like Marine fighting dragon. That was all right. You know the dragon sad thing? Could be anything. Our, Islam, <laughs> communist. Our military commercials, dragon, though. Manuel Noriega. <laughs> you know, our military commercials have reached the level of propaganda, though, that the Simpsons made fun of, like, what was it, 15 years ago when they had the boy band? Oh. Ended up like is actually the the navy was secretly running like a boy band. Yeah, the navy is what it says. <laughs> it was a little message. His but, name's not LT Surge. It's Lieutenant Surge. Yeah, there's um, it's weird. As I've gotten more, whoa, 
as I've gotten older. Like, one of my favorite <coughs> genres of, of film or media entertainment has always been military stuff. Not that I've been, like, wanting to join the military most, I mean, all the time. But, like, I've always kind of liked that stuff because it's, like, there's, like, the the tactical aspect and all that kind of stuff and the hardware and things like that. But, <coughs> like, I like... I like I like a lot of the film of, of Black Hawk Down, but if I ever think about it for more than, like, two seconds outside of just, like, like oh, this is, like, cool tactical stuff, or they're, like, doing this, or this is the reason why they're doing this kind of thing, or overwatching and, and stuff like that, and you think about, like, how, like, almost no Somalis, like, get any kind of, like, dialogue in that movie. There's barely any context of why they're just shooting a bunch of, bunch of, bunch of black Africans, and they're mostly portrayed as, like, kind of like really far away almost as if they're just shooting like uh starship trooper aliens like because there's no there's no close-ups on them it is the other it is not the yeah it's the other and it's just it's a little bit disconcerting but there's a lot of really good action stuff in that movie like just terrific stuff (laughs) going on and really like really like deliberate like you know pacing kind of Mm -hmm. stuff and just kind of things like that but then when you kind of when you think about like some of this stuff you're just like oh but go America. Go America. Anyway, go Three Con. These colors don't run. So, it's probably better that it's just a fictional mm-hmm. Tyler just fighting Elon Musk. Yep. <laughs> no, I think it'd be better for too every... much credit to Elon Musk. Because <laughs> the character in this game appears to be an actual genius and not just yeah. a perceived genius who is... Okay, here's my question. Person in the game, do they call you a pedophile for no reason? Oh, then it's not This is about the much. unreleased one, though. Yeah, this is That's all. the one on the, on the mm. fictional island. He's like some tech guy, and they have an army of drones, and basically John Bernthal from, like, the previous game takes a bunch of, like, fallen ghosts, like the DLC, and goes over there to to um, take over those drone things so they could fight America. I don't know. <laughs> It's probably... It's like The Rock, where yeah, Ed Harris' every character... Other, every, one, every, every other video game movie that involves the military is The Rock. Because they're, like, fo- soldiers who are who are doing this for a reason, yeah, because yeah. they... Yeah, because they feel like the... Perceived the, the, slight. The, yeah, it's, it's, it's corrupt, and blah, 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 and then... You know the the actual actual issues, but they're perceived as bad guys. Oh yeah, because whenever whenever bad guys have that, step in. yeah, whenever bad guys have that kind of reasoning, it's always just like like the 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 character the main character goes, oh yeah, that does seem pretty pretty crazy. But I gotta kill you. But blah blah blah. blah. <laughs> anyway, you play anything else, Dan? <clears throat> um, I just played the for the first time Tetris ninety nine while 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 we were podcasting. I got thirteenth place. Nice, excited. I gotta start. I gotta play. I want to unlock that uh, skin this weekend. And uh, yeah, so I, I I fired up the the Nintendo Switch. Nintendo Switch. Thank you. Just last night, and uh, I have um, the Nintendo Online voucher thing or whatever from Twitch. One year Twitch Prime. Uh, and then I'm downloading uh, Dragon's Dogma Dark Arisen. Should I get that Dragon's Dragon Dogma, Dark Dogma, Dark Arisen? Dark Arisen thing. I don't know. You make your own decisions. I'm not gonna. Okay. I'm not gonna recommend this game. Did or you not. like the time you spent playing the Steam yeah, version of this? Yeah, I'm not gonna recommend or not recommend. So I will ask you a question then. What is the combat like in that game? Does it feel responsive as compared to, like, say, a Dark Souls? Mm, I don't know. I haven't played it for years. Okay. All right. I have no idea. It seemed cool. It just seemed like a lot. 
at the time. Uh, but yeah, I'm just getting the Switch prepared for for a Europe trip. For, for two long flights and whatever various downtime there might be. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, recently I've been playing a lot of uh, City Skylines because I've, I have on YouTube a bunch of recommendations of City Skylines builders and for some reason they're all British. I feel like 75% of all YouTubers that are not, like, the top guys, right? All the top guys are all, like, American dudes. Except PewDiePie, who's a racist. But anyway. Well, most of the Twitch streamers are racist. Yeah. I mean, But, shit. like, a lot of the, like, the Shroud guys and, you know... I mean, I don't even think PewDiePie's cool anymore. He probably just has numbers because he has numbers. But, like, people who are, like... And, you know, anytime somebody goes, like, Oh, yeah, there's <coughs> a new streamer. And we don't know. We don't know. Apparently, Dr. Disrespect has, like, 10 billion subscribers. 10 billion? I want to say it was... Or a billion. A billion. Oh. Because there's not 10 billion, billion people. I know. Like, 1 billion. <laughs> that, that'd be the robots. The Russian robots. Yeah, it is. The Russian robots. See, I could tell you, though, why PewDiePie, it, it, he pulls in viewers. It's because he has been around long enough that somebody who is around, like, 14 goes... Oh shit, my big brother was into PewDiePie. And they pretty much get into it because of older siblings. Yeah, but I, <coughs> I really wonder how much people actually like the. How much is actually watched young, on that? What well, no, just like the young people actually like him. Mm. Like, like I'm not talking about like people who are teens, but people who are coming up. Like He's that. loud, obnoxious, and makes a lot of hyper noises. I think that on its own draws in viewers. I mean, yeah, draws viewers, but I don't think they actually. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, I don't think he's actually cool. Like, in... Like, in... He's not the ninja of the Yeah, he's not ninja. Moment. Like, I think those guys are actually popular. Like, like popular. Like, kids want them, actually. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Then again, we're just old men yep. talking about young people. What the YouTubers do, what the kids on the internet are doing. Yeah, I don't know. What's the rap stuff? Oh, Yo! MTV Raps? No. Yeah. Now, That's now, the cool now show, I grew right? Up when there was two Dr. Dre's. Now it's all Migos, Dan, because it all sounds like a Migos song. I don't even know if they're like, if they're like, because that one, that Lone Country Road thing uh-huh. has been like number one for like forever. Mm-hmm. Like, there's been a bunch of uh, debut albums of like big name artists, and they've just been squashing them. That Lone Country Road thing. Have, and I don't even know who that guy is. Have, so that's how far, like, Migos to us. Once we know who Migos is, oh, they're not okay, cool okay, anymore. Okay, like, that's yeah. the thing. Like, once they're on SNL, mm-hmm. not cool. Like, not even not even close. Okay, do you guys know about Lil Dicky? And We Love the Earth? Okay, that's the hot new one. I learned this because my boss, who is younger than me, I should point out. My boss is right at the end of the peak demographic. And okay, yeah. so, like, he is late, or he is late, early 30s. So, almost mid-30s. And he came in my office, and he's like, you gotta hear this shit. It showed up on my Amazon Prime Music new releases. And he unplugs his headphone and starts playing Lil Dicky, We Love the Earth. You guys gotta hear this shit, because apparently it's really big, and I don't, I don't get the kids anymore. No, we don't get the kids. I don't get the kids. Well, like, we're not supposed to. That's the I, thing. Like, yeah. we shouldn't. No. no, it went from, like, I think I could get the kids, even though I can't, to I don't even think I could get the kids. Yeah. It, I've should. gone beyond the, yeah. the realm. At that point. We shouldn't. We shouldn't get the kids. Like, they're, like the music isn't for us. Once we think it's, like, all right, it's like, no then it's terrible. Yeah. Like, I always say this. Like, if my mom liked, liked Nirvana and Sonic Youth 
and Sublime and 311 and all the other bullshit I used to listen to or still listen to, yeah. right? If she liked that stuff, if she liked suicidal tendencies and Cypress Hill and things, like, I would not watch, I would not listen to any of that stuff. Not that I hated my mom, I just, I didn't want what my mom liked. My, well, dad, it, my dad listened to Nat King Cole yeah. and stuff, which is great music, yeah. but I ain't fucking, I ain't fucking blasting that. It's the, it's a natural progression. Like, growing up, my mom would listen to the classic rock station. Like, yeah. that was it. It was like Led Zeppelin. And you, you know, can appreciate it, yeah, exactly. but it's not yours. No, and but there are, you know, there are times when you get in the, the right mood where you want to listen to something like that for oh, a little yeah. bit, but your go-tos, like our go-tos are from that, t- like the 90s, like that's I mean, 80s I, and 90s. Or, I can listen to classical music, Yeah, that's some dead European guy from like yeah. 1600. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're so much into your great-great-great-great-great-grandfather's <laughs> music. We, it's the things we go back to are from... From that specific period, like that's the thing. Like, yeah, like should, that's why I listen to Weezer all the time, is because that's what like we, is like, fundamentally. Yeah, we we should think that music sucked. Like that's the thing. Like, we shouldn't like it. <laughs> like at some point, like I was just like, ah, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. Like I'll I'll listen when I listen to the radio. Every so often there'll be a song. I'm like, ah, that's pretty good. I like. I kind of like that. But for most of it, I'm just like, mm-hmm. eh. oh, I don't know what happened on our way down to Oregon. And all of our driving through Oregon, where music should suck on the radio, like everything was good. That's, that's a blessed road trip. Oregon, couple, Oregon yeah. has good radio. Yeah, there's a couple. There's a couple of radio stations in Oregon, and a, particularly sometimes because, like, I used to. When did you drive back? So what day? So part of my trip going down was on a Sunday. I know, and then going drive? to Cannon Beach from Roseburg was on Monday. And then coming home was on Thursday. Yeah, so Sunday nights, like around like seven, eight ish, like Portland has like another radio, one of the radio, well, this is a couple years ago, but one of the radio stations would consistently like go into like, hey, we're going to take a tour around the world for the next like three hours. We're just going to do like, and it's pretty badass because they have like, they'll have like punk and ska from like other countries. And it's just like, that's amazing. That's just like Sunday night on old cube would like play like hip hop from indie scene for like two hours well it's it's like i mean you know the end on sunday mornings or was it saturday oh no it's sunday mornings resurrection flashback we were driving down and i don't listen radio on sunday mornings all that much i try and not be in the world out in the world yeah and so we're driving down i'm it's still one of my presets. Yeah. And I'm cycling through my presets. All of a sudden, I'm hearing, like, some Franz Ferdinand take me out. And it's like, hey, this is kind of cool. What's... Oh, my God. It's 107.7? Yeah. We listen several songs from 107.7. But the thing is, is that, like, you know, several years ago, when you would listen to that, it would still be stuff you would really, really like. It's just their, their quote-unquote, resurrection has slowly moved up in the timeline more and more. Because like, we're almost 40. I know. No, it's just it's just very interesting. <laughs> yeah. It's the way the classic rock chase- stations have changed, where, like, now they'll play Foo Fighters on the classic rock station, and you're like, wait a minute. Yes, yeah, that came out 20 years ago. Oh. Oh, boy. <laughs> Although the really weird thing is also watching, like, if you look at Foo Fighters, you look at their early music, you look at their late stuff, oh, yeah. you could see... It's a still progression, this, a progression, but it's still but the same, same, same band. Yeah. If you listen to what is now on Resurrection, let's say early first album of Cage the Elephant, you know, um, Ain't No, no Rest for the, the Wicked. Song. Oh. So if you listen to that, 
it'll be on Resurrection. Meanwhile, they'll play Cage the Elephant on their regular rotation because they still put out music. They don't sound like them. It's like when, remember when Goo Goo Dolls was actually kind of a metalish band before they... Nobody remembers that because they sold out and got popular. Yeah, they released or, Iris. I shouldn't say sold out. I should say they Bought changed in. their style and got very Bought popular in, yeah. because they changed what they their sound was. But it's like every band that like 12 years ago would be on the end and I'd go, this isn't too bad. With the exception of the Black Keys. Lucky still sounds pretty much the same. Because they're old guys like us. Yeah. They're not... Well, I don't know. I wouldn't want a band to always sound the same. Well, I want the same general vibe. Like, Foo Fighters doesn't sound the same, but they kept the same vibe. They're still rock. Yeah, I don't want... I wouldn't want... I don't know. Because, like, Cage the Elephant, they went from alternative to folk. Like, they're just flat-out folk music now. It's weird. I don't know. I just think of it as being an artist and being like, do I really want to play the same thing for 30 years? Like, do you want to be in the same job for 30 years? If you could help it, no. So if they're like, hey, do you want to play a different style of music? Maybe this might even be more popular or maybe, like, it won't be. Yeah, okay. I think you can cut both ways. Because if you're in a band that you like and you like the genre of music that you're playing, like, you know, there's the specials are still touring, for goodness sakes. Sure, if you like it. But yeah. Obviously, these guys did it. No, like and that's, it that, 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 no, totally that's makes sense. Thing. Yep. Like, I don't know. Although, like, a lot yeah, of... then it can still suck. Like, you can mm-hmm. still be like, well, that sucks. Yeah. Like, I don't like. That doesn't work for me anymore. I think a lot of them, though, more or less bought in rather than followed what they wanted to. Because a few of them changed, and all of a sudden, it's like. They're all progressing in the exact same direction. I don't know. I can think of a few, I can think of like just off the top of my head the one. I mean, there's a group that I like a lot that you know it's, uh, it's Tegan and Sarah, and they st- they were very emo when they first started out with a lot of their early records, and then over the past several they've gotten much more pop music and like happy and upbeat, and I like both for different reasons. So. Just because they're good singer-songwriters. You know, like, I think it can work, but, like, if you don't like what they're putting out later on, you still appreciate their earlier stuff. See, though, with them, I could still hear their progression through it. Like, Cage the Elephant, I was just surprised. Like, I literally... The only reason I thought it was them when I heard, like, some of their newest stuff is the voice. That guy, is that the singer from Cage the Elephant? And then afterwards, they're like, yeah, and that's the hot new single from Cage the Elephant. Hey, man. Chase your truth. Say if that's what they want to put out. Yeah, at the end of the day, you got to make your money. Yep. Good people ain't going to make Oh, cash rules everything around me. Power societies. Hey, if I want to make an album where I'm just hitting fucking dinner plate with Boone for 60 minutes, that ain't going to sell. Unless that's it does. Gonna, and if it does, me. then whatever, I man. Rent. <laughs> it's an avant-garde art stand. Bing! Oh, it's not constant hitting either, so you're going with like an actual... Yeah. Is it? But I mean, it doesn't even have rhythm either. How about that? Like, that's the even worse part. Oh, yeah. You'll just drive everyone insane. That's what I kind of see about, like, the, the, the hip-hop now, the trap music uh-huh. and stuff, or whatever it's supposed to be called, like, or the mumble rap. I feel like it's a complete dist- deconstruction of, of, like, hip-hop. Like, they're, like, breaking it down. Kind of like what punk did, where it's just, like, we're gonna destroy, like, what 
what rock is. Oh, you like a three minute, 30 second song, do you? No, 90 seconds. Yeah. We're done. And it's it's about almost nothing. Yep. And we're barely playing our instruments uh-huh. or like, or, you know, whatever. We're just yelling into the ether. Yeah. Like, that's what I feel like mumble rap is. Okay. Even though I don't appreciate it. I haven't heard, I don't think I've heard any mumble rap, so I, I would have to. It's me, Ghost. Oh, it's is that, that me? All that, oh, all that, that okay. stuff is okay. that, yeah, the new genre okay. of Okay, you, you were clarified that stuff it for is me. amazingly popular. Gotcha. Like, if you listen to any hip-hop stations in L.A., like, all of them play the same music, is, the same is, genre. Is Chance the Rapper part of the mumble I rap? I don't know. I'm talking, yeah. Oh, that's right. We're old. We can't. All that stuff that's, yeah. like, on that Steph Curry commercial, uh-huh. that's that, stu- that music. Gotcha. That yeah. style of music is a complete... I mean, yeah, I thought that was Migos for a second, and then I did... It's not Migos who sings that song, so... Yeah, it's that's the new genre, mm-hmm. and it's, like, complete deconstruction of, like... Yeah, Put Get, the let's go back. To Ken, let's go back to Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, he's he's he's, he's, he's out, old. He's, now. he's old now. Yeah, like Mad City came out a long time ago. That Straight Outta Compton soundtrack, a while back with Dre. Yeah, that wasn't popular. It was hot for a minute because yeah. it was like, oh, cool new Dre, and everybody goes, ah, it's kind of the same oh. songs. <laughs> it's the same songs. Yeah. We have those songs. You're just remaking Final Fantasy VII over and over again. So City Skylines, Dan. Bunch of British people on YouTube have gotten you back into building oh, yeah. a city again. I like. Uh, I like. Uh, I, like I don't know. I don't know any of his. Uh, I don't know who he is as a person, but I like this one channel called Biffa Plays Indie Games. It's Biffa. It's but, your boy Biffa. I hate no, he to doesn't play say your boy. He goes. He goes. Oh, it's it's Biffa. Uh, if you want to, if you want to hit the subscribe button, that would be nice. And then sometimes I'm going to say something. Well, he doesn't say this out loud, but sometimes he just says random Cockney slang, and I'm just like, I don't know what he just. Did. <laughs> He's like, oh, it's the governor's balls, and I'm just like, what? What is that? Is that good or bad? I don't know, but I like, I like him. Like, I don't know. I listen to him at work while he constructs a city. And he seems he seems pretty pleasant. So you started constructing cities again, Dan. So I construct cities now. Any any what are the new I hot mods, Dan? I download a bunch of mods. I don't know what they do. Okay. I don't know how to work them half uh-huh. the time. I somehow got the traffic mod to work. So sometimes I make it so that the turn only lane you have to straight, <laughs> where nobody takes left turns here. No left turns. No switching of lanes in this road. So you have to manage the road. See, so Skyline's still a good game. I Is would it? play that. If like we didn't have stuff to do this afternoon, like this podcast or like or like Other things. Dungeon World game yeah. later, I would probably sink I mean, into a hole and just that. That's kind of like what's been happening with me in Dungeon after. with Graveyard Keeper too. Like, sorry, I didn't interrupt you. for a whole. Um, the other um, big game, the hot game that I've you're been on the new hotness, Dan, is uh, Mord How, which I guess everybody's playing now, or at least all the streamers are. Follow Biffa on. Oh, is Biffa playing? No, I don't think so. He plays indie. Well, I guess it's indie. Anyway, Mordhau is the new chivalry. Yep. Which is which was the old chivalry, which was the old mountain blade, which was the new chivalry before. When before chivalry was a was a mod, and then it was a standalone source game. Um, yeah, it's kind of just that. It's medieval stuff, fighting things. Um, I like a lot of stuff that they do in this game differently. Um, in that there's no classes, uh, there's just, um... Skills, right? Or is it loadouts? No, so it's loadouts, like Call of Duty kind of stuff. Um, except you have so many points to allocate into armor, perks, and weapons. So you just can't be like, I'm gonna wear the heaviest weapon, or have the biggest weapon with the heaviest 
armor and all of the perks, right? So you have so many points, they're all allocated like that. So it's actually, it's pretty cool, and you can make some really, like, crazy classes. Like, you know, there's uh, there's one, people people have been making a class because there's a, there's a perk called Scavenger where when you kill somebody, you make them drop everything in their inventory. So sometimes you only, I mean, when you kill somebody, they only drop their whatever they're carrying at that, that the main sword that they yeah. have equipped or main weapon. Um, so you can have Scavenger on and have like no weapons and spend all those extra points on, on other stuff and, and then just stuff, wait for yeah. people to die uh-huh. and then or kill somebody with your fist like you know just 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 chance it and then once you get weapons then then you're rolling so there's a lot of there's a lot of cool stuff i made a guy that just throws axes all day i saw that clip uh, you posted that was pretty good um but yeah it's really fun i i like i Actually, I don't really remember Chivalry that much. I played it a lot, but I don't remember how the combat worked. But the combat, and this is pretty good because it feels like it's simple enough to learn. There's not too many moves, but there's a lot of, like, little variations to the moves. So, like, there's, like, you know, fainting and, like, what they call morphing. You change, like, a swing into a stab or a stab into a swing. So there's that, and there's uh, what they call, like dragging and accelerating where you're basically when you're taking a wide swing you kind of move the mouse cursor back so if you're swinging from your left to your right you move your mouse cursor to the right to the left to kind of like delay the animation from actually because it's all it's unreal so it's like physics based so where the where the sword actually is is going to cut pull so if there's somebody standing right to your left and then you're not even looking at them but you start swinging from that side like your sword is going to hit Hit them. them yeah and there is friendly fire Oh, there's definitely friendly fire. There's a lot of chop. So yeah, so it's hacking and whacking and smacking. Yeah, so I have like a I have like I have like this sword called the Executioner Sword, which is pretty good at chopping, but really bad at stabbing because it ha- kind of has like a rounded edge on the mm, on that. It's a, a yeah, point. so it's kind of hard to be in the middle of stuff because I got to be swinging, yeah. so I can't just be swinging killing friends. No. So this is kind of fun. They also have like a horde mode, which is which I didn't like it initially, but actually it's it's actually kind of growing on me. Where they just you know it's horde mode. Yeah. But uh, with funny, amount, I remember seeing that play. Is you have like a specific amount of points or money to start out with, and then yeah, you, get you barely have kill. any stuff. But but what's funny is that um, there's like specialized enemies later on because I think we got up to like horde level seventeen or something because David David was being crazy. Anyway, but yeah, we even found, like, there was, like, a giant, like, a guy, like, three times the size of a human nice. walking around with a big club, so I didn't think that was actually going to be in the game. So, that's a really good game. It has a dedicated shout button. Yep. There's also other buttons to say things. Yeah. There was this guy I met, um, like, it was, you know, like, big anarchy, like, everybody fighting and stuff, catapults going off, yep. like, people on fire, people screaming and stuff, and then there was this knight. And he had, like, a mace and a shield, and he was, like, all dressed in black, and he was just, like, in the middle of the battlefield looking at me, and then I was just, like, I have, like, a rapier uh-huh. and some, like, throwing axes, and I threw one at him, and he blocked it with his shield, and he went, <laughs> and he started walking towards me, I'm like, uh, uh, I'm failing, failing, failing any kind of morale bo- um, check or bonus, so. You died. Yeah, I actually died. I was so intimidated by him laughing. And, like, one time I, like, stabbed him, and then he just... And then he did this laugh emote again. And the guy's just like... Aah! And I was just like... Gee, I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die here. And, uh... 
Yeah, you can change the pitch on your character's voice when you create the class. Nice. So it can be very high pitched or high very pitch low. or low pitch. Yeah. yeah. My favorite line is uh, one of the one of the voices says, uh, "Have at them, boys!" And if you make it low pitch, he goes, "Have at them, boys!" Big boys. So that's more how. More how? More how could you pass up a good game like that? Never more why, more how are you doing? Is that all day? Nothing else? I think so. Okay. Kevin, you played vacation one week. Did you play anything on the vacation other than mobile games? There's Pokemons out there. Uh huh. I did a couple raids. Did you catch them all? Are they different Pokemon in Oregon? Are they are they tax free Pokemon? I saw a few that seem more tax free than up here. Like I want to say I threw about ten percent less Pokeballs. You know, because we've got our ten percent uh, yeah, sales cash. I, I think I threw about ten percent less, so that worked real good. I made sure to buy all the premium currency while I was down there, because that way it's all tax free. Oh, okay. So I bought like about three thousand dollars worth of the premium currency. Now I'm set. I already spent it all. I threw all the pokeballs away that I bought with it. I got two pseudo wudos. That's not a word. It's a Pokemon. I I won a raid without anyone like teamed up with me. And then I lost a raid that Bree and I teamed up on because it only gives you a 90 second like time limit. Bree died right away because my Pokemans are better than her Pokemans. And then like kinda sucked because I had him down to like maybe ten seconds more. The timer ran out. That was sad. Was there some real money currency you could have paid to no. Improve those chances? Nope. Okay. They don't let you pay for that, which, good on them for that. You do have to pay to attend a raid, though. So you get one raid token for free each day, and after that free one, you then have to pay. So you could do one raid per day for free, and there's no other way to earn them. Like, pretty much it, you know, if you go to a pokey stop, you go to a stop, you spin the thing, and it goes, here's some random, here's, oh no, two Pokeball, an Ultra Ball, here's a Raspberry, and maybe an Egg. And it's like, alright, cool. It's all completely random. You go to a gym, you spin it, because just like a pokey stop, you could spin a gym and you get items out spin of it. The first time you go to a gym for the day if you don't have a raid pass it will give you a raid pass after that it it literally you cannot get any more for free that day which that's kind of skeezy and then i also conquered quite a few gyms i had like some of my pokemans defending gyms for like over a day at a time so you did a raid on oregon damn straight i took down cannon beach so they're 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 also cannon beach is a blue town I'm on Team Blue, which meant that's my town. Oh, so you felt you felt at home there. So anytime red or yellow showed up, I was like, I gotta help out my blue brothers. You gotta, you gotta yeah, you gotta plan vacations on whether towns are blue or red now. You're gonna be like that lady in that waypoint. Was it waypoint about about ingress? Did you read that article? I did not know. How bad was it? I, I I will I will just recommend people read that Ingress article. I think it's okay. on Waypoint about like how crazy how deep the rabbit hole can go. Yeah, uh, there's there's one story that it leads off with this lady from China flew to Alaska 
to uh, um, to get a key from somebody on her on her team so she could go back to China and uh, and unlock uh, something unlock something like a special node just flew specifically to Alaska from she China. basically got off the plane met got the person and got, got, got the back. key and then left but now she has the Illuminati's treasure yeah anyway that's a fantastic article we had one gym where we went up to it and it's like oh cool it's a blue gym somebody has like a um somebody had a umbreon and somebody had a i don't know what it's called these are ev evolutions sure. umbreon is the dark ev evolution okay ev's the evolution pokemon uh-huh. so it can evolve yeah. into a lot of things gotcha yep 100 there. somebody else had the psychic evolution uh-huh. And so I decided to leave a Flareon, and Bree left a Jolteon. Uh-huh. So there's four Eevee evolutions. Okay. We looked later, somebody dropped off a uh, Vaporeon, mm-hmm. which is the water evolution. No, that's the vape version of Eevee. Well, vape tricks yeah, vape, whip water. Vape is water. Vape and, life. And then somebody brought in a Snorlax. That confused me. They could have put a regular, like, Eevee there. Snorlax is the best. Yeah, but he doesn't belong with Eevees. Oh, oh you're going to determine who belongs with Eevee now? Hey, Eevees are very, like, they're kind of racist. Strong Pokemon is, is, there's higher. Yeah. Oh, so what, you're saying Eevees are higher yes! class than Snorlax? Yes! That's wrong. Hey, it's at that's least, how that works. That's how Eevee sees it, at least. John, there's the predators, and then there's the people on the bottom. Uh-huh. Here, how let me work. ask you. John, is there a game called, hey you, let's go Snorlax? There should be. There ain't. But there should be. Let's go Eevee. Who's the best Pokemon in the original Smash Brothers game? It's Eevee. Snorlax. No, it's Pikachu. Right, Super Smash Brothers? It was Snorlax. Uh, Pikachu, he kind of cheeses no. everyone on the edge. Sorry. Let's Pikachu was a horror. Non-playable Pokemon. Oh, Hitmonlee. He wasn't in the first Smash Brothers game. I thought he was. I thought there's. It's either Hitmonlee or Hitmonchan. Yeah. One of them. It's the guy who goes and kicks people. He just goes like, ah, yeah, and yeah. jump kicks. And he goes, ah, jump kicks the guy. Okay, I, I I agree. I am I am deferring to the Pokemon experts. Only that, ones I remember me. were Snorlax, Snorlax, Snorlax. Snorlax. <laughs> it's the salmon version. Snorlax. <laughs> it's the Chinese knockoff. <laughs> Would you like a Snorlax to go with your Pikachu? For some reason, it's got a Tony Stark head on it. Like, <laughs> like, oh. I I don't know. Chinese like. It says instead of Pokemon, it's Pokemon. <laughs> Pokewoman, Pokemon, Pokemon, Pokemon. It's, it's the animal kingdom. They're animals. Okay, I this think... is what separates us. And they're intelligent, though. Uh, dolphins are intelligent. Yeah, they can't fucking vote. They still they go should into be able to. No, hey, they don't. they're so smart. Why do they no, go they, into fish nets? Why do they go they into fish nets? Why not, Dan? Why not? Be better than half the people in this country. That that's besides the point. If we're if we're if we're by that if we're, if we're going by that parakeet should, should vote. We should be ruled by the ants. Damn right. And I don't give a fuck who's president. I'm not being ruled by no ant. Okay. That's my slogan, and you can take that to the bank. Married to a pelican. <laughs> yeah. Look, I don't care how good animals are. I'm not gonna be ruled by by any of the animals. Okay. We we evolved past that. Uh huh. I'll blow up the whole world now before we eat I get those animals. Yeah, we eat those animals. I think there are spoilers for Detective Pikachu in Pokemon Go. Oh, no. Because it gives you, like... So from a shot or a Pokespot, you can also get a quest. 
a research quest. And you could carry up to three at a time. And there's a few that were titled Detective Pikachu. And so, like, one of them was co- um, Catch Two of the Fire Evolution of Eevee. Which means you have to find two Flareons. Which I did. I found they were all over the place. Flareons are everywhere. And then there are ones like Catch One of the Water Pokemon that got put in a backpack. I guess that's a plot point in the movie. So that's maybe a spoiler. Then there are ones like, you need to catch ten um, Jigglypuffs, Apoms, or uh, Snuggle Pugs. I don't know what they're... They're like pink bulldog things. And so the trailer. When, you, when you catch ten of those, so for these different research things, either you get a chance to catch a Pokemon that is possibly somewhat rare... Like, you know, when you catch, like, a whole bunch of... I think it's if you catch the Psyduck, the water-in-a-backpack one, you could then catch a um, Magikarp, which, yeah, it's not that hard. When you catch those ten, though, you get a Zubat. Every time when you catch the Zubat, it turns into a Ditto. I think that's a spoiler that in the movie there's a Zubat who's actually a Ditto. Cool. Spoilers! Uh Uh-huh. Spoilers, Pikachu's in that movie. I did a lot of, like, research goals, because that's what you do. Okay. Yeah. I found a lot of new Pokemans. All right. And I fought people. Yeah, Hitmonlee was the guy. I totally agree. I, I, like I said, the only ones I remember were Snorlax, Clefairy, and... Chansey. Chansey. Throwing out the egg. And then Goldeen showed up, and you felt sad, because Goldeen just died. Also, Mew would show up, and you just get bonus points for Mew. See, Hitmonlee was a jerk because Snorlax... He would would stop for... Yeah. Snorlax, like, you knew where he was coming down. Like, Snorlax would cover the screen where the ball landed. Hitmonlee, he'd just, like, stand there for a second, pick someone, and just do a flying jump kick that was hard to dodge. Fuck that guy. Then then Kirby would float away. And then he'd get down on the ground and go, Aye! And then Pikachu would be like, Pika, Pika! And then, like, would just cheesy one and edge because Pikachu's a whore. Yep. And then I played CrossCode a little more. Have you played it since the update? Update? They just released an update this week. Uh, apparently added a bunch of new stuff. Like, I let me find the article. But yeah, there was a CrossCode update released. Well, I finally got out from the red world because I was in the red place where the hacker put me. I got out from there and then all my friends were like, my best friend was pissed off at me because I disappeared. I ghosted her for a week. Thing is, I couldn't log out and I couldn't fast travel. I couldn't communicate because I was in the red world. She got so angry. That wasn't cool. Is your voice your password? Verify you. Apparently there are also dogs to pet in this latest update, Kevin. Because everything is now that. Because everything wants the Twitter account, can I pet the dog, to say yes. Important. There's a Twitter account called Can I Pet oh, the yeah. Dog? And everyone wants to get a yes because it's embarrassing to be, no, there's a dog, but you cannot pet it. Yeah, there's a whole big Rock Paper Shotgun article. They have improved, apparently, the uh, combat chaining system. If you keep an A-rank combo for long enough, you can hit the new S-rank mode. Completed by a change in music and a sparkly light show, Kevin. So, I can't figure out how to play certain features on this game, though. So you have your skill tree. It's kind of like with, um, oh, why can't I? Path of Exile, where you have the big, giant, like, map of skill upgrades. You mean the skill forest? Yeah. So this one has two 
it has skill um, woods. Not quite a forest, but definitely pretty big. More than a tree. A lot more than a tree. More than a glade. Mm-hmm. Skill copes. Copes of trees. I'd say more woods. Okay. Kind of on the verge of copes and woods. Like right at the defining line. So as you go through, there's three different skill trees as far as I could tell. There might be more, maybe, as I play through, maybe there are. Each one has a different skill point that you buy in with because when you level up, you get one skill point for every skill tree that you have. One of them is for your regular attacks. So regular mode, one's for fire mode, one's for ice mode. So you could switch which elemental affinity you are. So if you're fighting like a flame enemy, you turn to ice. Each one has different setups you could do. So like, for example, on my ice one, each one has four different special moves. There's your special guard, which might, like, for example, my ice one puts a bunch of icicles all around me. So enemies have to take damage to get to me. And then there's a dash special. So, like, for example, my fire special dash, as I dash through people, I weave a trail of fire and burn people. Then there's your shooting special. So, like, with my regular one, my, you know, non-elemental, it's a big bullet that penetrates through people really good. And then there is your melee specials. And so, like, my fire melee... I just, like, swing in a circle, like, you know, Link's uh, spin attack from Link to the Past, but with fire. For my ice one, it's a slow attack, big build-up, and then you unleash a real powerful attack. So each of these specials, as you go through the skill tree, you can unlock a second special. So there could be a second melee special. And this one is, I think, supposed to usually build upon it. So my ice one, instead of a big build-up, then attack, it's a big build-up, and then three, like, bam, bam, bam. I don't know how to do that second-level special. I cannot find any way in the game to do them. It feels like the instructions are entirely lacking on it. It's like you couldn't hack the code. Oh. No, no, so you couldn't hack the code? Because it's cross-code. You couldn't hack game. You couldn't dot-hack it. Wait, that's, that's a different Don't game. Don't let it cross you. Beware of the crossfire. Crossfire. I, I, <laughs> I had jailbreak my way out of this situation. We got a code red going on here. Ugh. This conversation has turned ice cold. Bunch of oh. user errors all over the place. And then I played Life is Strange 2 Episode 3. I don't know if this game will do what all of those type of games do, where it feels like there's choice and you end up always at the same ending place. But I can say it feels like my game is a whole different game than I would have had if I played differently. Like, it seems to remember every choice you make. You know how, like, uh, Walking Dead is like, Clem will remember that. The diamond. If this one had, like, those notifications. It's like if you looked at someone, it'd go, oh, these 18 people are going to remember that shit. Because, like, everything you do, people go off of it. And then I had sex. There's a sex scene. <laughs> There's a sex scene in that game. Yeah, I had sex. Oh, oh in the game. Okay. And it's with smelly hippies. Ah, oh, I mean, the best kind of Yeah, sex. so, if you thought, like, that sex scene from 8 Mile was hot... Wait till you get the sex I have, scene. I have from... not seen Eight Mile, so I have no frame of reference. Dan, is he? What's he? Is he saying it's bad? 
experience. Yeah, okay. yeah. Right. It's kind of like... I know Mackay Pfeiffer's got dreads in it. Can you actually... Yes, it does have. Can you really... Good ex- job, John. Can you explain to someone... You're basing your place as mom. Can you explain to someone what the movie Bright is like? Or is it more, no, you, you have to see Bright. Because, like, we could say how bad Bright is. There are things I can show you, Neil. But no one can be told what the Matrix is. Yeah, you have to experience it for yourself. And it's full of juggalo orcs. Sure, all the orcs are juggalos. Whoop whoop! <laughs> As somebody who has played the Insane Clown Posse deck building card game, the Dark Carnival is a thing. And it, and the Great Malenko is overpowered. Is Violent J a card? Yes. Is he overpowered? I probably. I can't remember what his powers were, but. I know Dan's only goal in that game was to get the Great Malenko, and he succeeded. He just wanted to say Great Malenko over and over. Whoop, whoop. whoop, whoop. Where are my ninjas at? And then I built nanoblock toys. Yeah? You, you, made, you made your one piece into many pieces? Or many I pieces made le- many piece? pieces into a one piece. Uh-huh. I did that twice, because then I ended up, after John got me a Luffy nanoblock, I then ordered every other one they had... Bree needs to put together her Nami, because that's Bree's to put together. Those things are kind of cool and very infuriating, because the pieces are tiny. Nano. And you can lose them uh-huh. if you let out a deep breath. Yeah, I mean. And then, so I built also Zoro. Zoro has three swords, and he's got, like, a triple sheath. You know, on his waist for his swords, he's holding one sword in one hand, holding another sword in another hand, and those parts don't stay on too well. So if you accidentally, I don't know, try and put it together, the whole thing just falls apart. All right. It was infuriating, but it looks kind of cool. Nice. I am never touching that one yeah, again. There you go. It's on a shelf in my studio up in a corner. He lives there now. Yeah. He ain't moving at all. And the instructions are the worst. So it'll show you, like, possibly two layers. And it'll just show you those two layers. And it's hard to tell, am I looking at, let's say, is is this a 2 by 2 block of a certain color? Or is it a three-piece, like, you know, corner one, and a single one-piece? Because there are all these different shapes. There's one by twos, one by ones. There's a little three-piece corner, so it's like a two by one and a two by one that share one spot together. There's two by twos. There's two by fours, two by threes. There's every shape. And try and look at the instructions. They don't clearly draw, like, deep lines between them. And it's like, if I fuck up, I'll get to the end of this, and I won't have the parts I need. And then they give you a lot of extra parts, though. That's the best. So at the very end, it's like these things, it says, like, um, 550 parts plus extras. And it's like when you're done, you have, like, a box of random tiny, tiny Legos. Nice. I'm going to build some sort of abomination out of them when I'm done. Well, speaking of action figures, Dan, it's time for action figure check-in with Dan P. Dan, what new hot action figures are out in the world this week? Since we last podcasted, Dan, speak up. What? Use your use your use your YouTuber voice. Hey, it's Dan P with the action figure thingies. Fuck you! Wow, gamer moment. Action figure talk. Uh, I got my X Mans. 
I got I got a weapon X Man. He's naked. Um, he also has a head where it looks like he's he's screaming into the void of nothingness. <laughs> yep, <laughs> he's doing his best impression of a action poet. I also got Forge. Because uh, everyone loves Forge. Forge came with a gun, right, Dan? He came with two guns. Two guns. Um, so this is the Wolverine thing. You can't see it if you're listening to the podcast. But So he looks like he's angry if you're looking at him from like kind of top-ish. But if you look from bottom, it looks like he's screaming into nothingness. Yep. Why? Yeah. Why? He's your more he, character. He should be him. holding. So. Why? Um... So yeah, I got Forge because they don't really make a Forge figure, and they have a Forge figure, so you want to be X-Complete, you got to have... Yes, this is the 90s X-Men way, right? Like, this is what this is. Yeah. The Jim Lee era. Um, then I got a, a Jubilee. She has a different head to bubblegum. Uh, pretty cool. Except she, she doesn't She doesn't really do much. She needed a spark- um, Isn't that a, like her character? She needed a sparkly effect for her hands. That's what I think. They, they yeah, do. maybe. Oh, something. so she needed like splooge coming out of her hand? Not not white splooge, just simple sparkles. <laughs> I should just use that. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then uh, I got the creme de la creme, which is the beast figure. And that's probably my bridge right now. What's the, what's the super special thing about that beast, Dan? He's just great. He's just great. But he does something that you don't think figures can normally do. Those kind of figures. He has the ability to stand on one of his hands, like upside down. Oh yeah, that's pretty dope. Yeah, he's he's just he's just great. He's just a really high quality figure, and for twenty bucks, it's yummy. For twenty bucks from a uh, random Tennessean man. Yep. Did I talk about? Yeah, him? yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'll through. send you a toy. The I hope you send me one. Man. Yeah, the Tennessee man came through. Hey, you know who else came through? Darnell just gave me a Pokemon gift. Oh. Uh, oh yeah, did you, had you gotten your Rogue by that time, last time we podcast? I don't think you had gotten her. Oh yeah, and I also got 90s Rogue. Um, I paid a little bit of extra for her. The blood price. Even though I told, I said that I wouldn't pay extra for um, more than $30 for a figure, but I paid more than $30 for a Marvel. It's a good looking Rogue, that's the thing. She's she's a fantastic looking figure. Yeah, she's pretty good. Um, yeah, so that's what uh, I got. got a new Star Wars figure yesterday. Got um, oh yeah, it's slick back hair Luke from uh, the garbage disposal. I was at Target and I felt like I needed to get something because I keep going into that Target and just, and, <laughs> and just leaving. Like I go over there, I go, <sighs> and then I look at the other toy aisles just to see if somebody hid something. And then people are like, "What are you doing?" And Barbie, there's aisle. a creepy middle aged guy who comes into the toy section and leaves after sighing. So I know I'm not like. <laughs> super crazy because i've been seeing on forums people like oh yeah you should go to the bottom shelf and open that up because some sometimes people hide stuff in there you know how the metal shelf mm-hmm. like i guess those things can come up yeah. in target and people put stuff in there to, under like, it yeah so i guess when all the all the toys R us were closing like i guess there was like a ton of stuff in all of those places because over the years people just kept like putting stuff in action there. to your asshole yeah but i'm not at that point yet no. i thought about it i was yeah. like how do I do this? And then I was like, I couldn't see like an actual where to hold it. And I didn't want to be shuffled. I don't, yeah. You didn't want somebody to come around the corner and see you like. Yeah. Not to be, not to be super political, but I feel like if I was maybe lighter skinned, I would have done it. Oh, sorry. I didn't know I couldn't do that. Yep. Yeah. If I started doing that, they're like, 
Who knows what you're going to try and get me involved in your clandestine figure operations, Dan. I'm not going to do it. Then just if they get mad at what? you, just, oh, I'm just sorry. say you're no. just start talking in your loud white guy voice. What, what is I going on here? This is your, uh, excuse me, excuse I'm a customer me. here. I have to go. I have to go. I, mean, I have to go. I should report this as a health code violation. <laughs> is that what you're telling me right now? I know my rights. You're trying to tell me that I can't do this? Why? Do you know who my father is? My uncle is Mr. Target. Um, we come from a long line of Targets. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, that's Yeah, so I bought the, the Luke Skywalker here and the... He comes with a stand. I didn't know, like, a little thing to stand up. He's not very articulated, though. No. He can't really bend his legs that, or move his legs that much, but uh, he looks cool. Yeah, he's, got, he's holding the helmet, and he's got the communicator in his hand. That's kind of cool. Looking. Yeah, there's a little, like, thing on his belt to put the communicator. It's so small. Yeah. I'm scared. I'm scared you're going to lose it. It's probably going to. Is that it for action figure talk? Oh, I got my office playset thing with the the, the, the desk and the foldable Help, chairs that they don't actually fold. This is the thing that I bought on Amazon. So on Amazon, sometimes stuff comes from a different place. And so I didn't know. It was like... <laughs> that statement alone is gold. <laughs> from a different country. Sometimes thing comes from a different place. <laughs> not from not the, from my house or... <laughs> not from Amazon. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, this is $12. I was like, fucking, yeah, I'll get a model. 12 bucks. Here we go. $12. Mm-hmm. And then when I ordered it, because I ordered a couple other things, they're like, oh, this is coming on Thursday. This is coming on Wednesday. And then it's like, this is coming next <laughs> month. Yeah. <laughs> What? what I thought I'm building it, and it's like, this is coming from Japan. Japan. And I'm like, man, you sold a $12 thing, you're sending it from Japan. I didn't pay shipping <laughs> on it, it was included. Yeah. So I don't know what the fuck they got like their profit from. Dude, the guy walked down to the model store as soon as you clicked purchase and went, here is my $3 US... Yeah, I ordered I ordered these desks and chairs at the same time I ordered this uh, furniture stuff, so... That's how long it took. Yeah. It took like five weeks to get here. And there was no tracking or anything. <laughs> it's just like the, the, the company, the seller, just sent me an email, uh, a message through shipped. Amazon. And it's just like, hey, this thing is going to ship eventually. And it is going to come sometime in May. Thanks. There will be no tracking. You know Word? what? <laughs> there will be no encore. My favorite is when you're not sure whether you should take somebody on the marketplace seriously or not when you see estimated arrival date and it's like three months from now and you're like, are they just putting down a date where they won't get in trouble but it's actually going to show up in three days? Or is this actually taking three months? Or the weird ones are where they're like, um, this happens with yeah Japanese action figures a bunch. They're like... It'll be like in the description. Please choose expedited shipping at checkout. checkout. And I'm just like, I don't want to do that. So I would try and buy a retractable awning off of Amazon. You know, like one of those sunsetter type of thing. I I love that we go to the the shitty commercials that everybody saw growing up during like... Except sunsetter is way overpriced. That's the thing. They're like $2,000 for an 8 foot by 10 foot. Uh So I saw on Amazon, like, a 13-foot by 10-foot, which is what I got. All of the ones except the one I got said, like, if we do not receive an email from you before you place this order to schedule a um, delivery date, we will cancel your order. It's like, who's even going to read that deep into these product descriptions? Except for me, because I was crazy. I was looking for, is it acrylic or is it uh, fabric? But... 
Yeah, like... Did you get your retractables awning, Kevin? Yeah, it showed up about a week and a half ago, and on Saturday, my dad and I are going to put it up if it's not pouring rain. Because, like, I don't have anything covering where I grill, so... You need a cover. I used to have, like, fabric gazebo thing that had, like, a couple feet of snow land on it, and it kind of... Winter came, and then decided that it was... Winter took a shit on my gazebo. I now have a second gazebo in a box still that I haven't opened. It's not a gazebo, it's, it's a shade. It's a, it's a collapsible sunshade. Gazebo. It's a pop-up gazebo. It's a gazebo-style tent. Uh, I had one of those, too, and it blew away and broke. Anyway. This one blew away, like, three times and got wedged in my uh-huh. deck, but it took the snow to Within kill your, it. Oh, okay. Not in his dick. <laughs> wedged in my dick. Like, I got naked, the wind came, and... Doctors are very understanding. <laughs> Dan is just picturing a horrific accident. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Kevin, Every time you fall in the cucumber part of your garden, or your butt leg, I don't know. I, I, I always heard the saying, run through a cornfield backwards, naked. naked. I might have had to try that. I thought it'd be fun. It, they said it roll wasn't. in the hay. So I rolled in the hay. Being a weird messages, I've been getting. Uh, I was hit this this week with a bunch of the um, the hey, your have um, your social security number has fraudulent criminal activity. What? You know, you haven't been getting these. Uh-uh. So it's been going around. So a PSA, okay. you'll get a mess. You'll get a number, and sometimes it will be a local number because they can spoof those. And then sometimes it'll be a one eight hundred number. But if you let it go to voicemail, it will be like a robotic message that says, "Hello, you." Are okay. Your social security number has been reported as having fraudulent activity or criminal activity. Here, I will go ahead and load it up for everyone. Okay, we got messages. Here it comes. Eight message. Phone call from our department is to inform you that there are enforcement actions filed against you, and your social security number has been suspected for fraudulent activities. So once you get this message, kindly call us back as soon as possible. On the <laughs> yeah, my God, the money. Before we begin with the legal proceedings against you, that is... They <laughs> say that, idiot. 3-3-7-8-2. Yeah. Five, For some reason, three, I don't know how, eight, why it's doing that, I though. repeat. Not, not eight, the... Not, three, three. Not, so, not the, here, I have a second one I want to play, because I love this one. Thank you. So... Second one, this is the greatest... I don't know what this is. This message. I, message saved. Okay, here it comes. Saved this message. is great. Yeah, 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 boy. Uh, That's my uh, jam. Uh, <laughs> I have to show you this text message that I have gotten periodically ran- from a random 206 number. Dan, what does that say? Hey, Abdul, this is Joshua with Teamsters. This Thursday... <laughs> Comma, Seattle City Councilmember Teresa Mokesta will meet Uber Lyft drivers about what you want to see in legislation to raise driver pay. Driver Summit is on Thursday. Can you come? I bet you. I bet you that one might be somebody transcribed your your number your okay. your phone number because they every one of them I've gotten has said, "Hey Abdul." Yeah, so, so I'm guessing they think yeah. Ab- Abdul wrote his number uh-huh. wrong on the Teamsters thing. Yeah, he... Damn it, Abdul. Damn it, Abdul. I keep getting phone calls from L&I at work. I don't deal with L&I. HR does. Because it happens that when we merged with my former employer, 
their HR specialist who has a lot of things they need clean up with L&I with their business officially closing, she swapped two digits in her phone number and it became my phone number. So I keep getting phone calls from L&I repeatedly. Well, I still I still get random emails on my Ohio No, I I completely blocked them cuz okay. it was just too much. The Ohio State Linguistics <laughs> Department was too much. Too much for you, Dan. I used to actually read their weekly uh-huh. like correspondence to each other because I thought it was funny because I was on this I was on this faculty yeah. list and then I was just like, oh yeah, like, oh they're gonna have a study room for uh-huh. the yeah okay that's good. <laughs> then you reach the point. God damn it, Barbara! Yeah. We don't need to hear your problems. Yeah. Oh, Barbara's coming back from six. <laughs> that's great. I fucking great. I only wanted to respond, like, oh, that's awesome, you know, get better. <laughs> like, you know, just be really wholesome about it. Somebody, somebody gets really creeped out by that. But it's just too much. And what's funny is that I looked up all the names, and those are all real people. people like, that's that a real that. mailing list yeah, that yeah. somehow I got on yeah. my, my, my Gmail account. Your, your random Gmail account got on that mailing list. Well, see, like, so that my email that email account has been a lot i one i didn't know that that my email is a last last name for people so i guess geist or geister is a last name mm-hmm. what i don't know man it's everything's a, a last name it's like a misspelled like german word yeah and then with an er at the end of it that doesn't make any sense so i i i've i've been getting I've gotten in the past, not not for a while, but I've I've gotten in the past uh, people's invoices for their dog kennel in Australia, like like it's like a like a full invoice, and they're like you know mis- you know this is for your dog thing, and then like but like they also have like other messages from earlier in the thread, and at some point like you know they changed over to like I don't know. Because their last name is Tom Geister or something. Or Mr. George Eister. G. Eister. And then there was another one, I forget where, that they were looking into property or something. And then so, like, a real estate agent. And I looked up the real estate agent, right? I was just like, I was like, is this like a... I'm not going to respond to them. No. Actually, one time I responded to somebody because it looked like a real, like, it was, it was like some kind of legal stuff. And then I looked up like the the law the the law office and that kind of stuff, and it seemed like a legitimate. The, the email was was the was the email that's on their like law office site and stuff. So all I did, all I responded was like, "Hey, this is not me. Please make sure you you got their email right." And then I blocked the the email after after with actual spam. But sometimes I think I get stuff that well, like that invoice because it was like somebody's dog was going into a kennel, and they're like, "Here's your quote for it. Do you still want to have this dog while you're going off to whatever?" And I was I felt kind of bad like deleting it because I'm just like, "Well, that, I hope you call them." And then somebody else's estimate for a land value thing, and then uh, but the that real estate one you should jumped on it made your money off a real estate game. But the best one is that I get from I still get it from. Uh, a German uh, travel agency site every so often because some guy I think I forgot what his first name was but somebody somebody Geist was some German guy from in, in his 20s uh, bought an airplane ticket to Barcelona and he put his his email name as geister at gmail.com uh, and then so I I I get you know it's just in my it's just in my like trash like um, you know whatever promotion mm-hmm. folder or something and then I got a thing like hey you got tickets to Barcelona I was like whatever and then um, but I didn't delete it right so like so like weeks later 
<laughs> Gmail's just like, hey, your trip to Barcelona's coming up. <laughs> and I, I did, forgot about that thing, right? And then I looked at my, my phone, and I'm just like, <laughs> the fuck? What the fuck? And I was like, oh shit, did somebody steal my card? And then order stuff, and then put my email address on? Like, what does Google so know that you don't? This stuff and I was just like, when am I going to Barcelona? I'm not going to Barcelona. <laughs> In like a week, what? And then it's and then like I I look through the email and I find it and then it was the guy's like actual like all the stuff like his itinerary and everything. like his itinerary and stuff and this guy was gonna have like a four day weekend in Barcelona from Hamburg, um, Germany and looked like he was just going on a little spring break kind mm-hmm. of thing or something and then I looked up the guy's name and then I looked him up on Facebook and it's just some kid in some in Hamburg like twenty three or something and I was like man you're going to your old dance party huh. Yeah, uh-huh. And it's just like, yeah, that was that was the strangest one. I was at work, and then suddenly my phone just like, you know, bing bong. And I looked at it, it was like, it was like, hey, here's some tips for your trip to Barcelona. <laughs> That's nice. That's nice. I like that. That'd be nice. Sure, yeah. <laughs> That'd be nice, Google. So, yeah, getting a, I wish I, wish I made my email a little bit more unique. I thought it was unique enough, because it's kind of nonsense, but I guess not. One of my former co-workers... Daniel Brock, and he kept getting emails for somebody named Brock Daniel, and he kept getting them all the time for like some weird get rich quick schemes. I mean, the, my go to example is always through immigration customs. And yeah, I scan my passport, and then, and then the, the, way you goes, say, Dan? the computer goes bing, and the guy goes, Well, that's not good. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's not good. You don't cuss about her. You can't just three words. You can't say that randomly. Dan start fluff sweating. Tap 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 tap. Oh, this is different. Daniel Paredes. No way. There is a bad Daniel in Texas. Actually, there's two. So are they both in Texas? Yeah, they're both in Texas. Son of a bitch. Daniel in Texas. I believe he was from Mexico doing some crimes right but there's also another Daniel who's uh who's a priest who um so wait he's doing no good the priest yeah so so <gasps> they I so I was I was looking through my Google news feed and then it was like oh you know uh Texas police or rangers or something raided a bunch of like stuff uh uh diocese for like records because there was a bunch of like you know like child molestation uh, yeah, abuse sex abuse, abuse stuff right yeah. so um, one of the priests involved was a guy named Daniel Perez. Oh, Father Daniel uh, <laughs> I was like, what is going on in Texas? I can't go to Texas. Nope. I can't go to Texas. I've been there once uh-huh. for work. Never I can't again. go there anymore because oh. there's a killer and then there's an abuser. Dan. And I don't want to be either. You know what that was? It was the world showing you, like, what if your days in St. Damien's took a stronger hold on you and you joined the priesthood? Here's what would have happened. You chose the better route. Well, I, I, did I ever, guys, ever tell you about my weird priest dream where I was a priest? And then the Texas Rangers came. This happened a couple years ago, like maybe two years ago. So, like, I had a crazy, you know, one of those crazy dreams where it really feels Uh real until you wake up and it takes, like, like a good ten minutes before you're just like, I mean, that really wasn't real. You pull out your top out of your pocket and you spun it on the desk and you're like, all right, this is my reality. So, I had a dream where I woke up in the dream and um it was time for mass it was yes it was uh, i was like getting ready i was just getting ready to go to work and then for some reason i knew i was a priest <laughs> and then i was and then like uh, a nun comes in and she's just like she's like father 
the match is starting in like 10 minutes. You gotta go. And I'm just like, what? I'm a priest? You look at your clothes? What, what, what? Yeah, I look at my clothes like, fuck! And he's like, yeah, you gotta get your homily and you gotta do the thing. And then I'm like rushing to get dressed and I'm like running over to the church and, and in the dream I'm thinking like, I don't know what the fuck to do. And I'm like, okay, well, what? Okay, where what do would I stand? Jesus do? No, where do I stand? No, the actual specifics. Like, yeah, where yeah. do I stand? What do I... Do I raise it now or do I? When do I do this thing? And then it it uh, the logistics. It and it ended with by the time I got to the church, they were like, "Oh, uh, mass has been delayed." And then I went into the whatever the rectory or whatever where the priests like chill out and stuff. And I went there and I went, you know. But I was still like super stressed about like I don't know. I don't remember the exact sequences because there's a lot of little parts to it. Okay. And so like. I could do the, I could probably do the general gist uh-huh. of it, but the actual, like, I have to walk here, and then now it's time to kneel, now it's time to get up, and then what to actually say in different parts. I don't know where that dream came from, and I don't know why, but I've only ever had it one time, and it was super vivid. I just remember, Father, Matthew. the mass is in ten minutes, you gotta go, and going, and going like, I'm a priest? <laughs> <laughs> I can just imagine a priest going, I'm a priest? Holy crap! And then Dean Stockwell shows up and he's like, Dan, in, according to Ziggy, in yeah. this, you have to you have to save someone's marriage while giving counseling. Yeah. Make sure that this couple makes it through. That's basically, their yeah, that's day. actually kind of probably what it was. Also, you need to be careful. An old man might choke on his communion wafer. Only you could save him. I've had some really weird. I've had some really disgusting dreams. I've had sexy dreams. I've had a dream where I'm a spy. I had a dream where I'm a sexy spy. Okay. I had a dream. Where all of my all of my friends from every level of, of life. school and yeah. life have all been at the same school for some reason, and the ones who are young are still young. It's just weird. We're all in Seattle University. School. My high school friends, my elementary school uh-huh. friends are there. They're still the same size uh-huh. that they are. But you're your But age. we're all like friends together for some reason. Sure. I had all those weird <coughs> ass dreams. I've had the weird dreams where I'm dying. I had the weird. I had the dream where I woke up and um, kind of almost the same setup as the priest thing, except like somebody comes in and says, "You're wanted for murder," and I'm like, <laughs> "I'm a murderer." Yeah. <laughs> and, then like, and then you look down, you have a knife in your hand. Yeah, and then I gotta go running, and then nobody <laughs> wants to help me, and that's the real terrifying part of that dream. But that priest dream, that is the weirdest one. Uh-huh. That's that is obviously the weirdest one because I have no idea where that came from, and like the very specific thing of being worried about like the actual intricacies of the mass and not knowing what to say. That's probably just anxiety stuff. Like the whole like, you know, like I don't I, I'm I don't know how to do a thing that people think that I know how to do. Alright. Moving on. Dream. Breaking news today. The Texas Rangers, the baseball team, stormed a church to take a bunch of records like LPs. Sure. <laughs> Because there's a priest hiding, like, some old dancing music, and this is in the town that Footloose takes place in. <laughs> in other breaking news, Dan, what do you know about Call of Duty? <clears throat> what do you know shoot, about the development cycle of Call of Duty? They shoot mans. Uh, what's the is it the one that has three developers who every year they trade off who does it until one of them dies from exhaustion? Or, as is the news being reported today, the... Big boys at Activision decide that the uh, developers mm-hmm. at Sledgehammer slash Raven, 
who were going to be given the 2020 version of Call of Duty were not going not up to snuff. And so they've pulled the game from them and given it back to Treyarch for that year. Oh, wow. So that's apparently what Jason Schreier is reporting on Kotaku today, looking at this. Yeah, they they have been doing this for, for quite a while with the... Since 2012, they've been doing the three-year cycle where it goes Treyarch, Infinity Ward, and then Sledgehammer. And so, yeah, it looks like, you know, last year's Treyarch was Black Ops 4. This year, apparently, it looks like the rumor is it's going to be a new Modern Warfare game made by Infinity Ward. And then next year would have been... Um, Black Ops. Would have been a... According to this, they're saying it was a Call of Duty game set during the Cold <coughs> War. Black likely Black. involving Vietnam. Well, this isn't Treyarch. This was Sledgehammer slash <coughs> Raven. Um, but apparently, now that it's being given back to Raven, or to Treyarch, it's going to be another Black Ops game. Um... So, yeah, that's kind of interesting. Apparently, I didn't realize that, um, well, that was over a year ago. They, the two founders of the studio left, like, in February of last year. But now, instead of their normal three years to develop a game, Treyarch is only going to get two. Um, which, you know, with all the talk of poor working conditions in the, the game development industry, means that things are probably going to get extremely bad there, because you're going to have to work on a game in one year less time than you're normally used to. Um... The interesting thing about this is that, of course, this is 2020, which is when the rumor is the rumored release time frame is for both of the next-gen consoles, uh, PlayStation and Xbox. So maybe they want their what they would consider their primo developer on on the the game being released during that console cycle. Because if I remember correctly, the game that released during the last console switchover was Ghosts. Which was not very well received, I think, by the Call of Duty community. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe this time they're just trying to avoid that same situation. Um, I just thought it was interesting that they basically just are pulling a game from a developer and a little less than a year, before, or a little more than a year to go before the release date, and saying, "Well, nope, you gotta get this up and running." I have interesting news about Activision Blizzard. They suck. Forbes recently released their list of the top employers of, or top large-sized employers for just being good employers for their, you know, employees. Uh-huh. My work made the list, which is cool, because, you know, my work, I, it's a real good place. Yeah. And I was looking through two places above Seattle Children's. Seattle Children's does a lot of things to help their employees, a lot of growth opportunities. It's also seeming like a very <coughs> altruistic kind of organization in general. And does good. Yes. Good community partner. Uh-huh. Fucking uh, Russell Wilson. Yeah. You know, it's all down with us. Yeah. Two places above Seattle Children's. Seattle Children's is around place 75 or 76. So do you know who's two above? Two better. Activision Blizzard, who fucking laid off like 10% of their workforce, kind of jerked a lot of people around with that, had a lot of issues with it. I mean, I would say that... Not to mention all the crunch. I would say that the Blizzard side of that is probably happier than the Activision side of that, if I was just guessing out of hand, because... Although they got kind of slammed because of the whole esports part where... Yeah, yeah. But it's still like... Of, of a company that you you don't... I mean, maybe we just haven't heard anything about it, but I, when we hear... Like, when, I, when we hear a story finally about, like, Blizzard being abhorrent with their crunch, then, you know, it'd be something interesting. Um, you know, like, not like Riot, where they decide that they don't really care what their employees think, 
And even when their employees stage a walkout, they basically just say, yeah, we're <laughs> listening, but mm, we don't really care. So at least I could say, I'm I'm not saying they're a good company in any way, but at least we can say one good thing about Riot. What can we say a good thing about Riot? So that one esports team, uh, Fox. Oh, Rick Fox's team. Yeah, I forget. Yeah, what it's something Fox. Yeah, something and like that. Echo also, Fox. Echo Fox. Yeah. So Rick Fox said, "I'm out, I'm out because I can't work." He's like his words were, "I'd like to stay, but I can't work with a racist." Yeah. Which, to the point, and very good words to live by. Riot finally stepped in and said, um, we have contacted Echo Fox and told them to remove this racist, toxic, horrible asshole. And, um, they have 60 days to comply before, um, we, um, have issues regarding their status in the LCS, the League Championship Championship. Series. So at least they did one good thing. I'm not saying they're a good company at all, because no, they're not. But at least they did one thing that wasn't the shittiest option for once. Also, no no one should have racist, horrible, toxic, abusive people in positions of power or authority in a company. That goes for Echo Fox as well as for Riot with their chief executives who kind of are the worst. Then, go ahead, Dan. <clears throat> I said they seem bad. Yeah. And then you have yesterday the CD Projekt Red people talking about crunch and saying that it's non it's what is it non voluntary or it's a uh, what is it what was the term non mandatory crunch oh that's like epic store saying uh-huh. you have all the vacation Unlimited you ever vacation. want yeah. you're free to use and then one guy goes i kind of want my weekend and they well, said you're fired, you're fired. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, but you have all weekends <laughs> yeah guess what you get a billion day weekend yeah. Yeah, that's that's the the pull quote from that in the article about the CD Projekt Red because I mean we know they're working on a big ambitious game Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven and it's just uh, it's hard but they have I mean I don't know what the protections are like in Poland because that's where they're based right and, yep <clears throat> um, but I know a good great majority of Europe has actual you know laws in place and protections in place for this sort of thing for their employees so. Unlike here, where they just go... Uh, I don't know if they have much protection on that. In so. Poland? I mean, like... I know, you have protections thing. against getting fired. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no right-to-work state, but they could probably <coughs> still get overworked, I'm guessing. Yeah, I think... But, like, but again, the, the problem with that stuff is not so much that they're, like, they're overworking their employees, is that they're like, oh, no, yeah, if you want to if you wanna crunch, you can crunch. If you don't want to, that's fine, like, totally. Like, be like this, but then you're just like... Okay, so the guy who does work ninety hours a week, he's going to get ahead of me, mm-hmm. and that he's going to get promoted and get the. It's it's the it, so it's, it's like now I have <coughs> to work. As shitty as it is, it's this it's that fucking uh, boss from Office Space who's talking to Jennifer Aniston's character, and it's like, oh yeah, fifteen is the bare minimum, but some of our employees like to express themselves, and we encourage that. Yeah, it's like fuck you if you want it to be thirty pieces of flair, make it fucking thirty pieces of flair. Like I just don't know what 
I read through that whole thing mm-hmm. and I was just like, I don't know what the what the point he was trying to make. Yeah. Like initially, he's just like, oh no, it's not crunch. You know, we're trying to treat our our employees, and that's why I'm coming out to to people and talking. We're trying to treat our employees with respect and those kind of things. Okay. And it's like, yeah, well, you know, we're not mandatory in crunch. Oh, okay, yeah. But you know, sometimes you have to crunch in games. It's like, okay, well then, what's the what are you what are you saying? What are you, like, saying? What are you so actually I, doing to combat I, it? I would rather them just say like, hey. This is this is we're coming down. Our last game didn't do as well. Um, you know, our last couple of games actually haven't done as well. Ever since Witcher, it's kind of been downhill right now. This game's been <coughs> super troubled. We want to get it out at, at at some point to meet fiscal responsibility. So we're gonna have to work a little bit more. We're gonna pare it down so we're not working a hundred hours a week. Maybe we're working fifty hours a week or sixty hours a week. But that's just how it is, and if, if people have to actually bow out because of medical reasons or something like that to do that, they're not... Like, there's ways to do it. I just don't understand what the point of his thing was, because the, the first half of what he was saying, at least the first half of that article... Right, uh, written by Kotaku is like it's like oh yeah we don't want to have crunch and then the last part of it is like but crunch is is, is essential so it's like I don't get it see well, and no, go ahead Kevin. I was going to say I'm wondering I didn't read the article were they more being asked about their stance on crunch or were they coming out and saying this they were coming out and saying it that's also the crazy thing like I would be like you guys need to either if you don't have a PR department you have to fire those people. Or you have to, or you have to hire a PR department because they contacted um, Kotaku specifically. Yeah, and Schreier calls out specifically that like this is he's wondering if this is he's speculating a little bit, but he says he's been talking to their employees about the development. Oh and yeah, and was just, thinking just, you know just the overall you know the overall atmosphere of the, <coughs> of the industry and yeah. stuff. But they specifically called <coughs> out to Kotaku to talk to them so they can be like. Hey, we want to be out on the record. They actually say we want to be on the record, yeah. so our employees can hold can hold us to these to these uh, to these uh, values, yeah. right? But like when you read the thing, you're like, what value? Like the value of like, oh, it's, it's we really, don't want crunch, but we might have crunch. Yeah, and it's mandatory. It's not <laughs> mandatory, but like if you want to work more, you can. And if you have to, if you don't, then that's fine. But it's like, how do you address any of the other problems with that kind of statement? Like it's just, it's just weird. Well, and yeah, and coming out just with that, if you're gonna crunch, man. do you know what it makes me think of? It reminds me a lot of after Activision Blizzard had their layoffs. Ubisoft had that tweet where they're like. We had record profits and didn't lay off 10% of our workforce. It's like, sometimes well, silence is better than, like, saying something where you sound out of touch. Well, it's also frustrating because you see, like, those layoffs and things like that happen, and then you'll see other, like, big-name developers <laughs> who you know are crunching and doing similar stuff, going like, Hey, we've got jobs here. Come on over. Like, hey, just keep shuffling the board every couple of years because you're burned out at this place, but you still need to work, so come work for us and then get burned out again and then move on to another place. It's all the Mad Hatter's Tea Party. It's, Changed seats! I, the thing I, I get more and more as I read these is that it's it's you can definitely see where a lot of the crunch comes, and it's in... Like, you see them mentioned over and over again. It's like the QA departments are the ones that are getting hit the most. Like, it's the people who are either low low man on the totem pole or not even full-time employees because they're contractors. So they don't even have a stake in the company. They're just taking the work because they need the work. 
Um, I mean, the thing that they do mention here, which is good, like, which, you know, I mean, Crunch is not necessarily good in any way, shape, or form, but they do specifically state that they pay all of their employees who do overtime, they do 150%, like, time and a half for, like, overtime, and then double time on weekends. So, like, at least the compensation is equating to the actual sacrifice, which you can't you can't say happens in every situation, especially if you're a salaried worker, you're just like, you gotta work, like... It just, it's a stupid, confusing message. Yeah, it like, is. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I mean, like, <clears throat> as, you know, other people, other developers, game developers and critics have said, like, the thing is, is that it's, it's a fundamental change that's going to have to happen to the industry for any of the systemic, the systemic problems to get addressed. Like, that's why the unionization thing is so big. Like, it's, they need, the all the people who love this industry and who want to work in the industry need to be able to leverage their collective power against all these developer big developers who are basically like you said trying to shift chairs around every couple of years when a game is done like <clears throat> people becoming hitmen basically like going for their contract that. no that's what I'm, I'm saying yeah they're coming in and like you said you looked at me and you said like you said oh and i was like i did i agree yeah <laughs> i didn't I did, uh, yeah sorry <laughs> if I, that was a that was a poor turn of phrase um uh yeah it's um the other thing i'd say though is like are the 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 gamers have to also like I don't know we have as a consumer culture we're just not we don't actually care about time like we want it now and that's just that's just what it is <coughs> I mean we make fun of Final Fantasy VII remake for taking as long as it does and those guys are probably working a lot of hours mm-hmm. they're probably going through crunch yeah, of plenty but like we like it as a joke um, you know the same thing with the Gran Turismo people. Like, we make that, that's a big joke, and, like, until that's not a joke, like, this stuff is gonna happen. Because it's, like, it's, like, the same thing with, uh, with, like, the Call of Duty stuff. It's, like, um, people don't really care about if there's gonna not be a game, or, I mean, if there's, if there's, uh, uh, what it takes to make the game. They want it when it comes out. Same thing with Cyberpunk. Like, I'm gonna play it a bunch, and honestly... Like, I'll feel a little bad, but what does that actually mean? But the thing is, is that the problem is, is that the those people who do crunch and develop the game, they want you to play it. Like, that's the thing. They don't want you to boycott their game because... They did put their time and yeah. effort, blood, sweat, and tears into it, so it... But what does that actually do, though? Because then, like, no, I... like it sells 20 million <clears throat> copies, and then the company goes, Oh, you guys want to unionize? We'll just get other people to crunch the same... And we're still going to sell 20 million copies because they don't care who the fourth pro- programmer on it is. I'm just saying it's a, no, it's, a it's a systemic problem with our own consumer culture, and you can branch that out to every other thing. Like we don't care who the artist is, we don't care who's actually making the music. We just care about the end product and whether or not it gives a little euphoria. Then Dan feel happy for because that's all we have in Dark. Dark Dan checking in. When Dan says we, he means the mob, not not we at this table necessarily. Yeah, for the most part. <clears throat> I mean, you know, like, we got upset about, like, uh, I mean, well, we don't get upset, but we get like, ah, oh, like, it's going to take so long for this next show to come out. Or, you know, here, My Hero Academia is taking, like, a whole, like, year and more to come <clears throat> out. But, like, all those guys are working their fucking asses off, and they're, like, barely sleeping probably, like, right now. 
like making those making those episodes that we're going to consume in like 22 minutes. See, while I love anime that just continues indefinitely, like for example, One Piece has had almost no breaks in it. It's had almost no filler. It just keeps going. You know, taking a year off between My Hero Academia, you know, it's 13 episodes per season. Like Game of Thrones, we before it got to its ending, we would wait a whole year for 10 episodes. It's not that much to wait, like, a year for, for 13 of an anime. No. However, Attack on Titans, bullshit, because they don't give you a good recap, and they wait, like, four <laughs> years between seasons. There it is. There's the turn. See, my turn exists because there is no recap, and that show this. is convoluted as shit. This. You have other, there are plenty of other TV shows to watch. So there are too many. Yeah, that's the problem. There are too many good TV <clears throat> shows to watch. So once you finish with that particular piece, there's always something you could fill it in with, or at least give a shot to. Might I recommend Chernobyl on HBO? It's rather interesting. <laughs> Gentleman Jack, if you like a period piece, I watched piece, the first two episodes <clears throat> of that. That show is very interesting. Based on a real person, real person yeah. who is considered essentially the first modern lesbian, yeah. and it's a really interesting like look at. A society not ready for a woman who pretty much said, fuck it, you're you're yeah. getting me. Who basically goes to every man, looks at her and goes, what are you doing? She's like, what? You don't think I can do this because I'm a woman? Like, that's the... the like, the very it. beginning. Um, wait, you're going to go and collect uh, the rent from people who are renting our lands? You're a woman. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, 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 you know. It's also fun because there are definitely <clears> some fourth wall breaking pieces in that show like there's definitely instances where the main character will look into the camera and say things so it's a nice little twist i'd also recommend if if you like marvel stuff cloak and dagger season two really got cool because they added uh baron samedi which is the guy they got to play him is so fucking good agents of shield just started up again uh, Clark Gregg is back playing not Phil Coulson. He's somebody else. Don't know who he is yet. But they went to. They're in space now. They're all traveling around space trying to find. Or not all of them. Half the team is in space trying to find uh, one of their team members, and the other half is back on Earth trying to manage Shield. So um, other than that, what we do in the shadows continues to excite and delight. And I need catch up. I do know about the the star studded episode. So that wasn't this week. That was the week before. Yep. I was, yeah, Dan and I think we were both losing losing our minds. There was much. a cool interview on, I think, Gizmodo, it mm-hmm. might have been, where they were asking, like, how did you get all of these celebrities to play their movie vampire roles? My, small spoilers, the episode is like a week and a half old. It's or, fine. If you haven't seen it yet, like me, You owe it to yourself shit. to watch that show. It's But they brought in a bunch of people to play their movie vampire roles. And I guess it all started because What We Do in the Shadows came out the same year that Tilda Swinton's uh, movie where she was a vampire. I don't know which movie that was. I just... But But she played this vampire. Okay, so that makes more sense now. And they were premiering at Sundance at the same time. And they started talking about, like, oh, we've got vampires. You're a vampire. If we ever had, like, our thing continue, we should have you on it. Apparently, they got close to getting Brad Pitt to do from Interview with the Vampire. Because they reached out to to uh, Brad Pitt's people. They didn't reach out to Tom Cruise because they're like, yeah, that's not going to happen. Brad Brad Pitt's people actually got back to them, but they forgot to keep in contact. So they're like, yeah, we kind of fucked up on that one. 
it's it's a spectacular episode, and the episode this week is still on that. I am so happy the show got renewed for a second season. Um, they were also saying for season two they would love to continue the idea of cameo vampires. Yeah, I I mean honestly, I was t- I think I talked mentioned this to Dan at one point. I think it would be really fun if not necessarily they stick with the same group, but they go to another group of vampires every season, like they make it more of an anthology where you go to a different city and you have a different group of vampires. As much as I like this trio, like it would be or maybe they can do that after a few seasons. It's not I just don't want them to sit here for like, you know, six seasons and have the same vampires for that long a period of time. I think it would be fun to keep changing things up, going to different areas in wherever the US or abroad. But yeah, there's a lot of good TV out there. Coming up soon, Legion's final season. Hopefully they do something good cuz Kind of felt like season two, kind of, meh. I still had two episodes sitting on my DVR. I didn't actually get up, finish it, so two, I enjoyed it. It was really was, weird. Season two was good, but it started to lose momentum. But I'm hoping season three is the finale, so they should have a direction in mind, and apparently they will have Charles. Sure. They'll have Professor X show up somehow. Other than that. In sad news, because no. this will make everyone really sad, because we all care about the memes, no. Grumpy Cat has died. He's frowning at you right now, Kevin. Frowning down from hell. She, she, sorry, she's frowning at you right now, because you brought this up. How dare you? She was only seven years old. Which is weird, because those memes started seven years ago. Apparently, Tartar Sauce, the real name for Grumpy Cat, everything started to get a little bit less, like cool and start to fade away after a very lukewarm response to Grumpy Cat's Worst Christmas Ever, which co-starred comedian Aubrey Plaza. Part of me wants to see that train wreck with a lot of booze. Sure. I don't know. Apparently you can go watch Tommy Wiseau play Dark Souls. There's a video on the internet of Tommy Wiseau playing Dark Souls. I need to get around to watching the Jack Black playing, um... Fortnite? No, no. He's also been playing... Fucking hell, the game that should have been good, but they had the real-time strategy he was in. Oh, Brutal Legend. Brutal Legend. Apparently fun, he's man. playing through that. On a lighter note, Dan, Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers is getting a movie adaptation. Why would you think that makes you happy? Tell me it's live action. Oh yeah, please. Tell me it's uh, live action. Uh, oh, it listed as a film adaptation. Uh, please. Tell me it's... It's being headed by... Akiva Schaefer, who is one-third of the Lonely Island, they're saying, oh god, except that it's being described as a meta and self-referential take on the source material. Please just tell me it's live-action and looks as monstrous... live-action CG hybrid. Oh, thank god. cartoon chipmunks in the real world. Yeah. Are you all about it, Dan? Is that, are you on board now? Yep. Alright. Sounds horrible. You're gonna have actual humans talking to them. They never talk to them in the in the cartoon. Like, ah, who gives a fuck? It's not like I have like fucking Chippendale lore like that I hold secret. I like the cartoon. Monterey Jack is obsessed with cheese and gets them in trouble all the time. Please tell me they look as bad as Sonic does. That's all I need. Nothing looks as bad as Sonic. That's all I need. Come along. Nothing looks as bad as Sing a song. Oh, tell me that episode is the whole movie. I just want that whole episode to be the movie. Make it look also as bad as as Alvin and the Chipmunks. Which one? 
Alvin and the Chipmunks. The Squeakquel. The Squeakquel, or the third movie, which none of us can probably remember oh. the subtext title for. It, it had David Cru- David uh, Cross on a cruise ship, I think. Chipwrecked. Chipwrecked. Oh, God, okay. Why, why, why yeah. Do I yeah. know that? Make it as good as Chipwrecked. That's, an actual piece of information from my life is gone now. <laughs> you lost brain cells. I fucking remember the name of Alvin and the Chipmunks Chipwrecked. It could be worse. There's something else that is eating up room in your brain. Cells have been lost to Will Smith holding a broom going, Fairy lives don't matter. From Bright. We need to end this. Okay. Dan, what are you going to play this week? It's depressing. Huh? What are you going to play this week? I don't know. Whatever. Thanks. Fucking, yeah. I don't know. Something on my Switch or... You'll just play the game. It's all immaterial. Nothing matters. It's all new material. Probably Dragon's Dogma to like realize why I stopped playing it. We're all hurtling towards oblivion. <laughs> None of this shit matters. Thanks, do you have a f- Do you have a faint recollection of why you quit playing, or is Not it? Really. I think it probably just got out. Like, mm. What does your Steam hour say? Take on that game? How many hours? Steam or something? Something like that. That's not an insignificant chunk. No, I was selected at some point. Yeah. See, I'd call it eighteen hours like worth it, even if I don't finish a game. I don't think I hated it when I stopped playing. Something else came along, maybe, and yeah. took up your time. You're like, we we should just be friends. <laughs> I, look, Dragon's Dogma, you're cool, but this new shiny thing came along, and I'm going to play it instead. Dragon's Dogma looked at you and went, but why? We got dragons. Oh, Do you want pawns? We got pawns. We've got dogmas. There's dogmas all over here. Kevin, more crosscode? Yeah, I need to finish you that. Cut the dog. Cut the dog, Kevin. And then I'm going to hang up an awning and barbecue and... Enjoy enjoy the, Don't barbecue the, the day dog. of memorial. What pet about the, the dogma? Pet the awning. Because we're going to be... Can I pet the barbecue? For the next several weeks, so let's load it up with... Two our, weeks, right? Yeah, yeah. Two weeks. Next two weeks. Less than a few. Yeah. More, More than, than one. one. More than... Uh, yeah. Some might call it a couple. A couple of Some weeks. Some might call it a comeback. Mama said knock you, you out. Alright, well, on that note, let's go. You say what you're gonna play. I'm gonna play Graveyard Keeper until I die. And then get resurrected as a zombie. With you on vacation? No. Well, I'm bringing a laptop, which probably means I'll be playing it at some point. Um, I'm just. I will say this. Talk a little bit about my first trip to Europe, things I'm nervous about. One, foreigners. (laughs) (laughs) French people? Not white people. (laughs) <laughs> Two Jesus Christ. Oh. people not speaking English. Uh, Germans. Hello, I'm trying to get to the Louvre. Where is the l- l- Louvre? Hi, do you um, it's pronounced the Louvre. Hi, I don't have any more of your French dollars. Y- the Eiffel Tower. The Eiffel. You know the tower that Eiffel 65 plays at every night. Yeah, blue. You know, Anyways. You what mentioned you that. Worried I'm worried about my sleep schedule getting completely boned because of this. Because um, I have never flown more than five, six hours before on a plane. Cross country is about as far as I've flown. So this would be twice as long. Um, I'm worried that I will forget to pack something, specifically. Uh, so I've been very paranoid about like what I'm going to wear on the trip. Because the weather has been has looks like it might rain while we're there. Mm-hmm. And so, 
you want to pack stuff that'll, you know, <clears throat> keep the water off of you, but also, what if the weather changes and it actually gets nice? Mm-hmm. And then you're stuck with, like, a bunch of heavy clothes that you didn't really plan on not wearing the trip. What else? Uh, just being generally in a new place, like, completely foreign, as it were. Couple of tips. Tips from Dan. If it's if it's the time changing, just try to sleep at your normal time. So whatever so my, the time it is, oh, when in the new time, in the new time, yeah. Okay. So if you normally go to sleep at ten o'clock at night, whatever, whenever it's ten o'clock at France, just try to stay up until then and then go to sleep. Okay. Eventually, it would kind of readjust. Cool. And if it doesn't, then well, that's just you're just gonna be. There's kinda, medication to help. Gonna be kind of tired sleep. for a while. Yeah. But uh, don't worry about forgetting something. The only thing you need is your identification, Uh probably your phone, your wallet, and your passport. Everything else can be bought in France. That's this, yeah. That's a, that's a that's a Rick Steves thing. Don't worry about it. Don't bring a heavy coat. You can buy it in France. Yeah. If it really is a problem in May, <clears> for whatever reason, you can buy it in France. Yeah. And if you don't, don't want to haul it back, don't bring umbrellas. Yeah, just donate it. Yeah. Don't bring umbrellas. You can buy it in France. Yeah. No, I, so like, oh, go ahead, Kevin. I was going to say, I have some advice. If it's brown, drink it down. If it's black, send it back. Oh, okay. Um... So yeah, I've bought like I've bought a few pieces of clothing and things like that that are like that have been recommended by travel sites. You know, it's like lightweight stuff, but is also durable. So I bought like bought a pair of weird convertible pants that are lightweight. <laughs> have you not heard stripper of pants. pants? Stripper pants. So you take the top off? No, they, you <laughs> drive down the freeway. <laughs> the, the legs actually at... zip off so they can become shorts. Oh yeah, <laughs> they become assless chaps. I've They're convertible. This. So I just, I bought a pair, so that way it's like, okay, well, if I bring those, I have something that's versatile. But also, as you said at one point, like, I think all of these places have a washer in them. Not all, none of them said dryer, though, which is the other thing that was like, I mean, worst comes to worst, you wash it and you hang it up. So that's also why I bought Probably stuff that has quick drying. So, yeah. Probably fine. Okay. We're going to Europe. It's if you're going to, like, Tanzania, I'd be a little bit more worried about, like, not really sure what kind of facilities If we are were going to Tanzania, that would be something, because I don't think I could survive going to Tanzania. It would be an adventure. I mean, people live there all, every day, so... My but, brother survived two years in Tanzania. But I'm fragile. Have I'm you just, ever met my brother? All I'm saying is that most places... There's people that live there every day, so yeah. we could probably live. Yeah. Whether or not you'll be comfortable or like want to stay for an extended period of time, that's a whole nother deal. Gotcha. I don't want to go to Missouri. No? <laughs> no, I don't want I have no desire to go to Missouri and stay there for You don't want to go to Branson? More than a week. Oh, I don't care. Andy Williams! Yeah. <laughs> I didn't oh, think he'd do, do blue. It's whether or not you actually want to stay, but yeah. like, you'll survive. I didn't think he'd do Moon River, but then, bam, second if encore! A war, like a fucking war zone or something, that maybe. Like I said, these are probably all irrational, you know, I'm more worried concerns. about getting stabbed in London, because apparently they like to knife people a lot in London. <laughs> It's a problem. They don't have guns. So I will so tell they, you, Dan. They got a knife. We can go out and buy some newspaper, and we can armor you up. Yeah, we can, we can just like we can just wrap you up in some newspaper. Uh, I mean, you know, you just you just. I mean, you know, you hear stories of like the British being a little bit inebriated, and when they get a little inebriated, they get they a little get stabby. A little, they get a little bit of that ultraviolence into them. Just don't talk of, about the footy. Well, footy will be over, right? Isn't that... Are we done? Yeah, footy is But over. don't even talk about it. The Champions League final is happening on the s- June 2nd. 
But that's in Spain. Yeah. But that's two English. But that's also after, that's the day we leave, so. But also, don't mention football. Don't be like, hey, so how about Manchester City? Then some guy's going to be like a Man U supporter and they're going to stab you. The most important thing is your passport, your, your wallet, wallet and your phone. Your phone. Uh-huh. Those, everything else can be bought is cream cheese. or replaced. <clears throat> Because that passport is not going to be replaced easily. Your all your money stuff is not going to be replaced. Mm-hmm. Your phone is definitely not going to. Everything else is. It will suck if you lose stuff or you forget to pack stuff. But it's okay. Then you can just have fucking French toothpaste. Whatever a fucking French toothpaste. That it's probably the same. Dan, are you bringing? Are you bringing French? Are you going to buy French toothpaste? Or are you going to bring your? Own? I don't know. If I forget it, it's not going to be a problem. Yeah. There's never harm though. Saying that doesn't take much room. Bring a second pair of glasses or a second visual oh, yeah, type definitely. of thing because yeah. you lose oh, those yes. and that sucks no, like my a motherfucker. My plan is to bring at least two extra sets of contact glasses. lenses, <laughs> two extra sets of contact lenses, and I have two pairs of glasses that I'm going to bring. It's so. like I was glad just going Cannon Beach. Mm-hmm. I don't normally bring my glasses for some reason. It's like I should bring a pair of glasses. And I brought them, and it's yeah. good, because I ended up with sand in my eye and, and you, couldn't wear contacts. And also put them in two different pieces of luggage so that they're not both in the same bag. Because if bag is lost... Yeah, split things between bags, no. because when one of your bags inevitably goes on a trip around the world without you... Has that happened to you, Dan? Have you, lo- have you had a bag not uh, make it? I've almost lost okay. something. So when I was coming back from here the first time, um, Kevin was going to pick me up at the airport... And uh, I had to wait until all the baggage was was off of the plane, and then they didn't have my baggage. So I had to file a little thing, and then went to Kevin's house, I remember, his parents' man. house, um, like really late at night. Went oh. to sleep, woke up, and then Kevin dropped me off at the at the airport to go back to to go to Hawaii because I was on the way, and I I didn't have a suitcase. And then like four days later in Hawaii, they. United dropped off my suitcase like they delivered it <laughs> like it was a piece of mail I had that happen to me once where they actually brought me my suitcase so my, one of my bags that's probably all nice also just remember McDonald's are plentiful so there is safe food because you oh, don't yeah. want to eat foreigner food. Oh, we're definitely are we definitely going to McDonald's? Dan, oh, yeah. each of the country. Go to a McDonald's. Okay. I want to know what they have in McDonald's, France, McDonald's, Germany, McDonald's, uh, Scotland. Scotland. Yeah. The, Find the, out which ones you could get beers at. Yeah, that'd be cool. A beer McDonald's and a burger. And you'd be like, it's, it's a Mc, McAle. Welcome to the McAle. Except all the beer there is better than what gets sent from Europe to the U.S. Yeah. Hell, what comes from the U.S. over Europe, like Budweiser in Europe, is supposed to be a lot better than Budweiser here. Because they have standards. Yeah, because I remember when my brother went to Ireland, and he went to a pub, and he's like, oh, um, can I have a Guinness? And the the bartender just looked at him, said, like, pointed to a a dirty glass and said, you could grab that and go to the creek behind the building and scoop up some of that shit. And then he's like, you want real beer, have a Budweiser. My brother's like, what? What? Yeah. And then he's like, it was actually good. All right. On that note, thank you, everybody, for listening. Our two fans, we appreciate you. And we'll be back in June with Tales of Europe and video games. And tales of more things going horribly wrong in the world. I got back from vacation and turned on my computers. My studio computer turned on. That is cool. My bedroom computer... I was texting just now, telling Bree what options to try on system restore or recovery or what to try and get the computer working. We turned it off, and we came home, and it's bad. 
I don't even know how that yeah, happened. Yeah, I, I lost a lot like that. It makes no sense. Actually, it was also when we all went to Oregon. The time we all went to Oregon, I came back, and I had a Dell laptop, and for some reason it wasn't working when I when I came back. Oregon. Oh, fuck. Oregon, you bastards! The radiation has leaked. Thanks, Oregon. everybody. Bye. Dan, say goodbye. Ciao. Because <laughs> I'm going to Europe. Fuck you, Oregon. <laughs> First my eyes, then my computer. Au revoir. A river dirt cheese. First mile. Sayonara. <laughs> <laughs>